This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 280, the 2023 premiere. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. We did it, Hunter. Another another year, another show, another holiday spectacular. All the things have been done. 2022 yeah. is in the bag. We yeah. we finished it the way it was meant to be with a passive aggressive conversation about a game where uh, we all just had to play, just had to keep playing this game. And I think I do want to address. There were people that were commenting on that episode, and I don't think it was clear that. There were smiles and laughs being had in that conversation. Mm-hmm. There may have been portions. I think as an audio-only experience, there was a flavor missing from last week's episode. Hunter even said after we recorded the episode, uh, his girlfriend was in the other room. And apparently she said something like, that seemed like a heated conversation. No, and she no said one... I sounded... No, no, this is what she said. She said I specifically sounded bitter. Um, which is... Uh, to me, a bit rich, because if you've been keeping up with the holiday spectacular right. as an ongoing storyline, I think I was civil. I think uh, I, you were? I delivered my uh, qualms and disagreements with the process with uh, civility. Sure. Uh, I made it clear, you know, what what bothered me. I, I consulted my lawyer. All right. <laughs> we had everything was set. You know, I think that what Vika meant was that. Uh, I had such a point that I, you know, that it sounded crushing. Uh-huh. I think that's what she meant. I think yeah. she meant to say, you crushed, sweetheart, <laughs> which is how I heard it. Yeah, yeah. When sure. she said, you sounded bitter in there, I'm like, oh, dang, yeah, I must have really crushed. <laughs> yeah. My well, goal is, is to sound more bitter. It's my sure. New Year's resolution is to be grumpier, older. Yeah. More annoyed by things. You need to get on um, my level, Hunter. I mean, it's it's a tough cross absolutely. to bear by myself. So I, both of these hosts need to be just embittered old I think, clowns. I, I think if someone summed up our show, I'd be proud if in 2023 someone <laughs> summed up our show this way. Well, there's the tired, bitter one, and then there's the loud, bitter one. And I think that's that's the two... And I'll let I'll leave it up to the audience sure. to decide who is just who like who knows that. which is the space cat and which is the peace turtle. Also, who's <laughs> tired and who is loud? Yeah, tired, <laughs> loud, both bitter. That's us. Um, but well, hey, it's our it's our job, uh, yeah. and I I'm excited to do it once again. I'm excited to be again yes. at the beginning mm-hmm. of a new uh, voyage. Again. If yeah. people are not familiar with kind of this part of the show there are our sort of way to ring in the new year every year is to sort of bring you along and talk about what we want to do with the show in the coming year or so yep. what, what you know what yep. what we see uh we've we've talked about uh, a lot of different things and we've we've t- tried to take the show in a bunch of new directions in the past this is also our opportunity to talk a lot about the patreon and how we think about our patreon tiers going into this year uh, mm-hmm. our patreon is very much a living breathing organism where the tiers yep. change uh, on a constant basis based on how well we feel we 
uh, held up our promises on the Patreon to you and how we could better hold up the promises in the coming year. So yes. uh, expect some Patreon updates, expect some talk about the structure of the show and what to expect in the coming year. And I hope people treat this episode as sort of a very interactive uh, sort of experience because I think we're going to propose a lot of things, but I want, I, I want like feedback on that, on the ideas that we're going to like talk about. I want, I want sort of a back and forth about what Hunter and I are talking about doing for this season and i want a lot of input i think i think what we are going to talk about today involves a lot of sort of necessary uh input from the audience so you know get on the discord come hang out with us and chat about what today's episode is going to be even if it's not today isn't you know a ti guide of any sort but i still think there's a lot to uh to be discussed uh around surrounding it but first we have a handful of announcements that we need to just get out of the way uh, the, the first one I'll say is just coming up next weekend, not this coming weekend, but next weekend, January 14th at 1300 UTC. Uh, remember when we did the invitational? Remember that? Like yeah, a yeah, few yeah. months ago, we did the invitational and then like, we never that long ago and then we never okay. finished it. It was two months ago and we never finished it. And, uh, we got to finish the fight, the invitational finals. Are this our next Saturday, January fourteenth at thirteen hundred UTC? Please come watch our six finalists compete for the Invitational Crown. Will Deft Piper reclaim her, her, her the belt, or uh, will there be an usurper to her throne? I I don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah, yeah. So check that out. That'll be really fun. Um, another really exciting uh, announcement. I forget. It. Have we actually announced this on the show yet? I forgot. I think we said it. Once. We said it. We suggested it once. I don't know that we've set a date or anything. Yeah, well, um, so it is official. Um, Our show is now officially comedy, (laughs) thanks to basically a grift. I mean, like, let's face it, the people that, the, the hierarchy we have infiltrated now does not know what we are, mm-hmm, yet mm-hmm. we have extracted the tiniest bit of credibility that we were we are now using to con yep. uh, comedy clubs across America. Uh, and I have never been happier about my life, um, but I just want to say we are going to be performing. Performing? performing. We're going to be performing <laughs> uh, at the Portland... Uh, Helium Comedy Club on March 22nd of this year. The show starts at 8 o'clock. You can get tickets now by going to portland.heliumcomedy.com and then you gotta go to the calendar and then go to March and then you'll see us. We're literally we'll right next There's, to There will be a long link in the show notes as well, so don't worry. Sure, I, I'll sure. link for you. <laughs> we're, we're literally performing the same week as Dana Gould, um, <laughs> famous for Gex and The Simpsons. Um, and an actual successful person, uh-huh. um, which is pretty cool that we're just going to kind of be there also. <laughs> uh, so yeah, come check that out. If you live in the Portland area and you want to come see us do our thing, we would really appreciate the support. I know yep. it's on a Wednesday night, which can be a little weird for people, which is why I'm letting you know right now. That's why yeah. we're getting way out ahead of it. 
We're getting so ahead of it that I the that cops the, are on their way coming for me <laughs> to pick me up because they're like, "You're crazy yeah. that you're doing this." Yeah, um, I I I think we we know that we have like a uh you know an audience out there in Portland. It's where we're from too, so hopefully we can just like get friends and stuff to come out. Uh, but mm-hmm. like you know Seattle, I know it's a weird night of the week to come down to Portland to to try something. But you know we'd love you to come. But in addition to that live show, we're staying through the weekend and we hope to be doing some stuff locally that is more game related than show related uh throughout the weekend so even if you can't come to the live show think about that following weekend maybe making a trip down to portland and uh probably play some games with us somewhere uh those details will follow but we are we are working on solidifying a place where maybe us as one big gaggle can uh, hang out and play games Uh, a, a sort of space cats mini con if you will uh, our last live show was, of course, at Gen Con, where it's like, hey, listen, we know nerds are going to go there, and so nerds might come out. I think the Portland show is a bit more of an experiment for us of, like, can we just make them come out of the woodworks, though? Or do, will, they, mm-hmm. will they just show up? So, yeah, please, 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 please come out to our live show. I'm very excited for it. We've been talking about what we want to do for it, like what, what our next idea for a live show is, and I think there's some pretty funny, <laughs> stupid things that are yep. on the horizon. So I'm, yeah. I'm very excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please come. Um, okay. We should talk about what, season two. Yeah. Of oh, oh. <laughs> is that, is that what? <laughs> I think we really we've announced season two. <laughs> we've announced season two like five times on this That's show. That's true. Almost That's every true. year it's treated as season two. Uh, yeah. But, uh, time, yeah. Though, it really feels like season two, man. I just want to let you know. I, okay. I want to... I want to kick the show up a notch this year. A lot of the times when we do this episode, I've noticed, we tend to announce our ideas of projects we can do outside of the podcast. And I've noticed a lot of those did not actually happen. If you're someone that's (laughs) listened to these episodes, you know that there there have been times where we've been like, we're interested in doing this, Mm -hmm. and then that project does not occur. Sure. Um, and that's for reasons. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to address every single one of them, yeah. but I think this year, all of my thinking, all of my ideas <laughs> are about the show, sure. this podcast that guess what? We already do it <laughs> and it could <laughs> Much be better easier for that to just be the, th- be a thing. So we do maybe, more the, of the maybe show. the pot, Matt, Matt. What if the it. podcast was well, the focus? What? That might be interesting. I don't know if I get it. I mean, this tournament's a whole thing, and like you know, now you're you're. Or, I mean, as long as the live shows, I guess, feed into that, then maybe we're okay. Maybe we're okay if we just get to have constant live shows. Is that the goal? I think the end goal by 2026 is this is just a road show, right? No more. That's, that's insane. You're insane, Matt. Listen, we are, we, let's not, listen, we have, we have infiltrated slightly into the sure. entertainment industry. Let's not pretend that this is a road show. This is a targeted strike. Yeah. That's, that's what our show is as a live show. It, sure. it, we got to look at the markets and be like, uh-huh. we can do a night there. Yeah. Yeah. At that time. It's a cold that's shot. That's what we are. <laughs> Yeah, it's a cold shot. It's not, we can't just endlessly entertain yeah. our audience by going on the road. That Space would just Cats be insane. Space Cats Peace live in Madison, Wisconsin? What? Actually, I think we could do well in I Madison. Do we Matt, do let, me, Madison. let me show you the analytics on that one. I could I could kind of break down the numbers for sure. you. But yeah, there's a handful of cities. I would call them the cool places to be, mm-hmm. not to insult uh, those of us 
that do not live in cities. Sure. Um, but if you want to coagulate a bunch of Space Cats listeners, if you look at the places where they're located, they do happen to be places I would like to visit yeah, and do yeah, enjoy yeah. already. So right. that is something. Well, I'm still pushing for Space Cats Peace Turtles Con to be hosted in Northwest Arkansas and just dra- just force everyone to come here for no good reason. No dang good reason. Just That's you, Matt's logic. You all come to me. Matt I don't just wanna. Like, <laughs> it'd be great if I didn't have to travel <laughs> and if I could wear my PJ pants, you know? <laughs> that's, that's how you want to leverage our opportunities is to just force people to travel cross country mm-hmm. to northwest arkansas which is by the way very nice hey i want i yeah come visit my beautiful woods that's what it actually is i want you it's, to see how bad the internet is come on I'm come tr- check it out I, let me tell you this though i'm tired of telling people that northwest arkansas is the woods because i've been telling yeah, my sure. girlfriend that and then she actually went to Arkansas for the holiday season this year. Yeah. And she was like, this is not the woods. This is like, the farms. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when you tell someone that a place sure. is really, really rural. Yeah. And then they show up and there's just like coffee shops everywhere yeah. they're like this is just brooklyn well again. you didn't take yeah you didn't take her to the actual woods there's no there's re- I did th- not. there are woods that are n- right over there i'm looking at them but uh but yeah we, you we, you did not go to the woods what are we doing hey let's do this actual episode what do we mean season two what the heck does, does this even mean okay. obviously we're talking about uh, and we've been talking about this right we've been talking about oh we want to talk about more other games besides Twilight Imperium, to some respect, we did a couple episodes in a row about Spirit Island and Sidereal, kind of this quest for another game to sort of explore, a la yeah. Dune and Root. Uh, we want to go on that kind on. of an adventure again, but we want to do a bit more. So, Hunter, sort of, what's, I guess, what's your pitch? So, um, I'm thinking that uh, in in our other show, Old Gamers Almanac, we have a day that I that I really enjoy on mm-hmm. on that show. And we're, we're actually coming up on, uh, if you're interested in old gamers almanac checking it out we are actually kind of in in the back half of our first season right and we'll be starting season two i think beginning of march hunter donaldson loves a season two let me tell you yeah yeah i love a season two um but the idea is in oga we sort of draft what video games we're going to cover yes in that season right i think that space cats peace turtles could do a similar yeah. uh exercise and we could try and do it today obviously we are not going to be covering a bunch of different games we're going to be covering twilight imperium and then maybe a little bit of something else yeah, yeah. is the idea um but i think we could me and you i i have built a a outline of a possible season of space cast peace turtles matt has built an outline oh also i should describe what do i mean by a season um i'm thinking we could plot today Essentially, a list of topics to cover between now and Gen Con, which right. it would be, not counting this episode, exactly 30 episodes of the show. Yeah. So, 30 episodes. There's a few things in there that are things that we know will come up. So, we're, we're and these are things Hunter and I have already kind of discussed. So, there's some of our, like, uh, draft picks, as they were, that we know yep. are going to sort of be on each other's lists. But, yeah, we've we both basically pitched a bunch of episode ideas, and we're going to throw them at each other and see what we want to do amongst those. And then you'll, like, actually have almost sort of a, a full roadmap of what sort of the, the whole next few months of this show will look like which is honestly something we've never had i mean to a certain extent right when when we're when we were in like guides season 
right. think everyone there was always that expectation is like well there will be a faction guide at least like once a month maybe probably twice a month if not more than that like in the first run or whatever and those were always those felt like seasons so i think that's what we're trying to do today is 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 determine what that next arc is because i mean the whole thing is we've i feel like done so much of that coverage of like the very obvious talking points and so now the show gets to like be a little bit more creative in how i I think we've been doing this this last year right this year we explored topics like just speaker order point tempo like we, we got a little bit more i don't know esoteric in the ideas we were trying to express right and i i mean i think that's to a great benefit to at the very least like literally just me as a player thinking about those kinds of topics now that we've like settled a baseline for just like this is how this faction works this is like what promissory notes are this is what exploration is but we got to be a little bit more outside of that so i'm, I'm excited for those kinds of ideas but also like fun goofy ideas and just in general having a having a proper roadmap where we can think through these things on a longer term i think it will also make stuff like on the discord our pre errata channel maybe slightly more interesting because the pre errata was always like oh shoot it's Monday. We're recording tomorrow. We're doing this yeah. episode. It'd be great to get some pre-errata. Hey, everyone, real quick, tell me everything you can think about ghosts. Okay, right. see ya. Like, that happened right. kind of a lot. And That's if true. we have this properly mapped out, it means there can be more of, like, a schedule to stuff like pre-errata, where the Discord might feel a little bit more like a, a controlled event space, where, like, very specific things are happening at a specific time, and everyone could kind of be aware of that same calendar together. Right, and also it would allow the audience to give us feedback on a whole grip of episodes before we even start, which I is I mean that slightly differently than what Matt is saying. Yeah. Matt is saying specifically pre errata, but I mean like you could now say, look at this whole group of episodes. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that would be better uh, to be put in the errata for this specific episode as yes. far as in that topic channel on our Discord. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that is... Uh, my point. So let's talk about structure. So we've got 30 episodes here before Gen Con. Um, what, how, I, I have come up with a ratio and I want us to talk about maybe the ratio before we start talking about individual episodes. Sure. I, I have structured my kind of pitch for this season like this. We have 30 episodes. 20 of those episodes will be about Twilight Imperium topics and standard Space Cats, Peace Turtles affair stuff. Yeah. Like stuff that, that we sort of always do, that we always cover, and Twilight Imperium, okay? Yep. And then 10 episodes I've budgeted for off-topic stuff, something about a different board game, yep. and Galactic Council-type stuff, right. which I kind of, and we'll have to figure it out, I sort of, the Galactic Council normally gets one episode per month. And I kind of want to change that slightly. Slightly. Um, well, because we should talk more about the structure you're proposing uh, puts in place some new ideas that just plenty of other podcasts do, but this show has never really done before. And honestly, we talk about it like it's like some big new idea. It's really not even that big of a deal. But essentially, I mean, the, the big surprise maybe is, Hunter, out of 30 episodes, you're saying 10 episodes are going to be about not even Twilight Imperium at all on my favorite Twilight Imperium podcast? No. What we've been talking about for a while is the idea we want to cover those topics, but in no way will those episodes be divorced from TI conversations at large. Uh, We want to introduce more segments and more other portions of episodes. So we could have a 45-minute long conversation about Spirit Island, 
but at like the top and the bottom of the show there's still a meaty you know 30 minutes to extra 45 minutes of full ti stuff but we want to hash out like what is a big ti topic that is a full episode and what are small ti topics that are segments in non-ti episodes but there won't really be the thing where it's just like this episode's about root and nothing else and if you don't like root and you only like ti and you only come here for ti there's nothing for you that we're not we have no intention of doing that this year basically right i would also like to bring back errata as a regularly occurring segment right um, because i actually think it leads to some of the most interesting moments in the show um, is when we're just responding to feedback based off specifically last episode. So that's, yeah, don't don't be scared off by the idea of one third of these episodes might not have a main topic associated with Twilight Imperium. Right. Twilight Imperium at this point uh, has become our lifestyle brand uh, and we can basically <laughs> talk about it at any point. Well, you and know, the non-TI episodes end up being about TI because our framework for thinking about everything, you know, when we talk about Root, we're like, well, how is this similar to the objectives and the 10-point meta of TI? Right. Like, all, we, we find a way to always come back to that topic no matter what. Yeah. So, um, in that structure of 30 episodes, 20 uh, TI and SCPT standards, and then 10 episodes off-topic and Galactic Council... How do you feel about that? Like, are we okay to kind of go forward with that being as the loose structure when it comes to this draft we're about I, to play through? I think that makes sense. I will say on my own draft, I'm in looking at it, I actually only have about five specific episodes allocated to other games, but I also think some of the rest of my list is stranger on some of the TI-adjacent stuff. So I guess all that to say between five and 10 is I think what we're going to be aiming for. It might not be exactly 10, uh, but we're going to probably hit close to that basically. Okay. Let's talk about, first of all, let's go ahead and get down the episodes that I would say are required that are not really debatable that are kind of just like, these are the things that we have to do because um, this is a show that we have established. So the first one I would say is we're going to hit episode 300 uh, in this little grip of episodes. Hey, that's nuts. Uh, anyways, yeah. So yeah. 300 episodes of this show have, will have existed <laughs> by May, I think, is what it is. That's right. insane. Right. And hopefully we'll figure out what to do with that. But let's go ahead and put that down. <laughs> sure. 300th episode. N- no plan. We're not going to yeah. plan the 300th episode today. I That'd have be thoughts ridiculous. already. But uh, I mean, I think the point of a 300th episode would be I, I'm, I, I would like to have some surprises. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. I do think it will be. I'm trying to put more thought into episode 300 than I think we did 250 or 200 or 150. 100 was the first, the, the the last time we were like, we gotta get this thing, and we're gonna interview Christian T. Peterson. And I'm like, I'm I'm trying to, I want something fun for 300. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, another episode that is already just going to kind of happen is whatever we end up doing in Portland live. Yeah, yep. that will be an episode of the show. Um, so that is in. That's slotted. That's yeah. slated. Um, the next thing is we're in the middle of tournament season. Um, yep. We didn't really say at the beginning of the episode, but the qualifiers have have started. We'll be mm-hmm. we'll be doing a segment later in this episode about the qualifiers that have That's happened. Right. Um, we'll so we will of course be doing a road to the finals episode. We always do that. So those are three episodes right there that I feel like are there's not really an argument, and I would say those kind of fit into that twenty chunk. Yes. Um, and and take up three spots in that Twilight Imperium and SCPT standards. Um, who wants to start as far as drafting <laughs> episodes in? Are we going to go back and forth? Should we just go just 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 a back and forth? How does this draft I, work? Are we are we 
pitting two episodes against each other and only one may win? Are we pitching a whole list and then we'll bounce between them? I think we have to decide kind of what we want this to, uh, I guess, kind of look like. Because, I mean, what, between these things, I think there's going to be a, f- a few more things to cross over. But probably between the two of us, we, I bet we have ammo for about 50 total episodes. And we're talking Absolutely. about narrowing that down to 30. That's my That's yeah. my guess of where we're at. So, yeah, I mean, I guess... I don't know. Do I? I could just pitch one. I could just pitch you. I think one. you just pitch something, and then yeah. if what's what's really good is if I happen to have like the same thing on my list, right? We can just start talking about it. And if we and out. if I don't, then I'll pitch something that I don't think you have on on your list, and we can kind of talk about sure e- an either or situation. I'll start with the easy stuff. Maybe we can maybe we can probably burn through a few really fast and get like a baseline of stuff down. So the first one that is like more or less already on the calendar, in, in addition to these other three we've already addressed something I'm already sort of like have been planning is an episode uh, without Hunter (laughs) with Absol to talk about the stars beyond, which is the book of short stories. Uh, It is not a Tim Pratt novel, but it is an Aconite books published uh, collection of short stories. And I want to cover that. And Absol wants is going to is rereading it. I'm going to read it. And I think that's just the thing we got to do. That's, that's a, that's a kind of a recurring episode. And that book has been out for a little while now, and I just haven't had a chance to get to it, but that absolutely, I I think just needs to get uh, squeezed in somewhere. Yeah. I think that that is like, I think it's important for us to cover the, the like story, the, the lore stuff. Yeah. What I think I would propose is every every time we do an episode like that, I do feel like reviewing a book mm. is definitely something that we can do as a segment, as a mm-hmm. smaller piece in sure. a greater overall puzzle. Yeah. So I would propose that actually we do that as a segment, and, mm-hmm. and then I don't have to be a part of that specific <laughs> recording, right? But but part of something else as well. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I I don't know how chunky the book is, and um, I know Absol and I have the capability of, like, running long (laughs) when it comes to that kind of stuff we have in the past. Um, If it were segments, uh, what I think is interesting is how perfectly The Stars Beyond uh, lends itself to specifically the fact that it is multiple short stories and it could be a, a handful of micro segments it could be a thing and it was like this would also take the weight off of me needing to like read all you wouldn't of have that to read book. the whole book at once i'm trying to read two very long you could books just already read a li- in january oh, that's so good but i can do it. research <laughs> absol's gonna be hearing this for the first time but uh i think that she'll be all right with it but yeah i don't mind that not being an entire episode but maybe being like a handful of weeks a 10 minute segment on each of the short stories and how they sort of contribute to the greater uh, uh, lore or how they don't ha- what more often what those episodes are about is how Absol describes things not being <laughs> lore canon or essentially right. so I'm, I'm curious funny. to see what the what the book is uh, in that regard I also think it's really hilarious and kind of telling that your first pitch is an episode that I'm not on <laughs> sure. you know it kind of shows deeper thinking and like really <laughs> where you're at emotionally with the show and what you think about the future and stuff that is not um, true at all but it's i it I, I want you to know matt i came up with 30 episodes and i couldn't imagine doing them without you <laughs> any of them not a single one but that's well, just well me, luckily you know? this isn't that's, an episode now this is just a segment that i do this is just right. a little segment. well i i just i just think that so in in coming up with 30 episodes i got excited about so many ideas uh-huh that i feel like when we do like, is this a board game show or is it a Twilight Imperium show? Mm-hmm. That's my question. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something to find out. Sure. Uh, in this season. Yeah. Um, 
But I think when we cover fiction, when we go outside the bounds of board game, yeah, I feel like it it kind of our focus shifts in a way that I think is kind of interesting. But I think like it's I would like to include things that get outside of board games more frequently, yeah. but less often as an anchor segment yeah, for yeah. an episode. No, I get that. Well, especially because as we were for many years and you still are essentially not you know not most players are not that invested in the lore and the story um mm-hmm. a big part of the board game is is sort of it's my story i'm writing it i get to I, I, this is a framework right. but i get to do what i want it's, with it's it it's authored yeah. um so yeah i don't i i think there's nothing wrong and i do think that those episodes are for a niche audience within a niche show with a niche audience like it's a it's they're incredibly specific things uh so i like doing them but they're i i agree i i'm in full agreement that it's it sounds like a great fun segment um that i that i want to do okay all right well i will i'm gonna do a pitch now okay um this is this is a pitch for more than one episode but i already know for a fact that you also have a similar idea so it will be that we'll just figure it out how many we want to devote to this. Um, but supposedly and likely the RPG is coming out within right. this season. When that RPG comes out, or especially if we can maybe get an advanced copy, which yeah. perhaps we should work on that. Um, <laughs> if, if that's even possible, I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, we do a series of episodes where we play the RPG and do an actual play kind yeah. of outing. Uh, where we maybe, maybe with, with some weeks in between, I was thinking we play about three sessions yeah. of the RPG and just broadcast that as an Absolutely. anchor segment. Yeah, um, we've we've done basically two RPG shows in the past. Our our previous two Gen Con live shows were essentially RPG live shows, although those are significantly more chaotic than I think what right. you're pitching here. This right. would be like, hey, let's actually like do, let's give it an o- the old college try of a real sort of role-playing thing. Um, which I, yeah, I'm, I'm f- I think we've talked about this for years because the RPG has been announced for literally over a year at this point and uh, it's something we just have known we want to do once it inevitably comes out. We've just been sort of waiting on that to happen. Right, right. So yeah, uh, we're both thinking like you were you were thinking like five episodes. Well, I don't know this idea. I, but I, I I like it being three because I mean I'm the one I think who has the most anxiety about uh, when we do these RPG. Like I don't think of myself as an improviser very much, especially like a character improviser. So like at those live shows, I don't know if people know this. You probably can kind of hear it in my energy level in those two live shows. But I'm freaking out the entire time. I, yeah. I'm just like, am I going to be able to come up with the next bit? I don't know. I hope this all works. Is this working yet? So I get freaked out by that. It being a live show is certainly contributing to that. So this being not a live show will will help cool my jets a bit. But yeah, I think committing to like something like five episodes for the first run is is bold. Um, but I think we do a good three episode arc and then see where see how much we like it, see where we go from there, see how it feels, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And I also think it would be a good uh, way to sort of review the RPG in conjunction with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we could also talk about. And in general, I kind of want to make space in segment form right, those- to talk about games that we're playing in a slight, like kind of more off the cuff review yeah. aspect. We've been talking about for a while. We've wanted to talk about Ahoy, uh, which yes. is a newer Leader Games product. Right. But the thing is, Ahoy, I don't think is actually worth. Is I don't think is actually worth it 
yeah. for us to devote an entire episode to Ahoy. Sure. But if we devoted a segment mm -hmm. to talking about so. the game, yeah. I think that makes a lot more sense. If we spend 15, 20 minutes talking about it versus an hour and a half, yeah. uh, I think that's worthwhile. And we could do the same thing with the with the RPG well, as well. But and that's true of a lot of games. I like the idea of a segment that is just sort of like, what else What else are you playing? Because there's lots of other games we like and we have sort of occasionally barely talked about. But like, you know, if we if we got to have a, you know, if we got together for something like some sort of upcoming trip that we have to go on because a dear friend of ours is getting married and we have to go on a bachelor party, uh, we might want to talk about some of the games we played at that party and it might be a fun sure. mini conversation to talk about. I think that's a thing that will come up. Yeah, that I th I think that's a great idea. Um, okay, your turn, Matt. We go. Okay. Oh, by the way, we just did. We, we now just, have six episodes slated, yep, which is do. great. Yeah. Um. So for me, I, I I've got a handful of things. I mean, I could introduce some of the like off-topic stuff I want to introduce, but I think I'm gonna save that. I think I'm gonna save my off-topic. Yeah. Let's stuff. let's stay focused on Ti for yeah. now. Here's uh here's a fun one I've got, and and this one is uh, uh, uh an episode idea that may not actually fit before august and might be one to couch and save for later because of what it is and it reminds me of an idea you've had before hunter but uh my, my pitch to you is a sort of um beginner's guide i i, I think we've done a lot of really in-depth guides and a thing i would like to approach in in this upcoming season is at least a handful of guides that are once again properly dedicated to like the brand new players i think we've we've mm -hmm we could stand to do a bit more for them. So one of my ideas for a guide for brand new players is one of my stranger ones, which is why I'm okay with it getting like vetoed or whatever, but it's a guide to Twilight Imperium supplemental materials. And what do I mean by that? I mean like a sort of buyer's guide of like, what's the stuff that's really helpful to oh, deck out your TI kit, your in-person game. What's the good stuff that is actually really useful to have when you're trying to play in person? What are the weird extra things? You know, back in the day, we had things like turn counters and, and I don't know, there's like all kinds of extra stuff. There's also like lots of things you can get on Etsy and elsewhere. There's lots of printables. And I just think it would be fun to investigate that space again and sort of decide like what are the fun good things that really help the flow of an in-person game of TI. What's worth getting? What What are the experts' opinions on what kind of things you should include in your package of TI? Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a space for that. I think that it's interesting because I feel like our, it, I'm, I know. there's a pattern already <laughs> emerging here, which is that the, this, this concept as an episode sure. feels like almost impossible right <laughs> like this would require us to like receive and test out so many supplemental materials if we wanted it to be an exhaustive one-time thing but mm -hmm. if it was we try out this supplemental material and then talk about that you get what i'm saying like like if if it is a review of specifically this product uh -huh. versus an exhaustive guide of all sure. the possible products that you could have. Does that make sense? It does. I'm not thinking exclusively of, of like products necessarily. It's not like, it's not all buyer's guide. It's also things like, oh, okay. You know, like, like multidraft.com and turn like the other oh, stuff sure, like sure, that. Sure. All of the things that people use to make their playing experience more efficient. And so to me, having that in one isolated spot, so a new listener 
can come to an episode and be like, I don't know, what do people use to like smooth out their game? I th- I think having that kind of isolated is helpful. I also agree. I mean, it is a thing that like is naturally a segment, and I d- I have no issue with that being a segment. But I'm just thinking in terms of very often we get like messages on the Discord of like, does anyone have a recommendation of specifically this episode that talks about this thing? Uh, and and I think the beginnery, the especially beginnery episodes are better when they are self-contained like that because you get to just be like, episode three twenty four, go go there, and that's got all the information you need okay. or whatever. I think I'm game for it. Then I think it makes sense. I just at first I think I got snagged on the idea Fire. that we would be testing out a bunch sure. of because you were talking about like Etsy and no, I know, yeah, a bunch yeah. of things that I I feel like that, that just kind of made me panic. Sure. Um. So yeah, let's 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 slot that one in there. Um. I so I want to get strate- I'm noticing a lack of of strategy. <laughs> I've got stuff. it. I have some. I have it there. I just haven't. I'm 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 going light. No, for- no, no. But I'm going to propose it. I, I I got it. I got it. I want to propose, and maybe I shouldn't propose them in such a big grip because I feel like this is you're not going to like this. Um, I would like to do another round with the POK factions. Right. A sort of revised guide. Which mm-hmm. technically there's seven of them, so that's seven episodes. That's a lot. That would that would take up a sizable chunk sure. of this yeah. aspect of it. We've talked about uh, this a lot before. I mean, we're doing Mahawk. Like Mahawk is already in because that's yeah. that is a Galactic Mahawk Council deflated. episode right. that's coming in. So at the very right. least, we know for a fact we're doing that. And we've talked about how the POK factions, you know, all of our guides. I mean, it's essentially the same. The the arc of the show, right, is we did our first round strategy guides. For the factions and then we finished those and we were like well okay but we we didn't know the game super great when we recorded those and put them out right and i think the same is true of pok we we were learning pok as we were learning the factions and so it is helpful to return very specifically to those factions because with the preliminary guides that we did with all the other factions the base game factions we didn't get to those until months with POK. So I do think right. those are more informed on sort of the actual POK ecosystem. But right. yeah, you go back to like the Titans guide and the Mahawk guide, and I don't know that the information there really holds up. So, I mean, I think it's good to commit to at least most of them. I don't know if we have to do all seven, but it probably makes sense to do all seven. I mean, it, I don't know why we would like stop at five or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're all, at, yeah, the need is not equal. You mm-hmm. know, like it, what I like about it though, as an arc for the show of, of revised guides for the POK factions is that um, we're talking about roughly seven months yeah. of Space Cats, Peace Turtles. We already have one slated. Yeah. So if we slate the other six, I guess technically we should have brought up Mahawked in the required to Yeah, to it, cover it technically thing. was required. But yeah, it, it technically matter. is required. Um, but if we slate the other six, there's a couple things in there I like. I think a couple of the guides were a little bit strange. Some of them weren't. Like, yeah. I don't think the Empyrean guide or the Argent guide or the Nomad guide were that weird. No. But it might... I I'll also, though, feel like Empyrean and Argent especially have gone through some phases. Oh, my gosh. They feel yeah, exactly. weird. Yeah. So... It might be interesting to revisit them in order to kind of like sort of wrap our heads around their current state of those yep. factions. Right. Um, I think the Titans guide was a little bit strange. Uh, and I think Cabal is the perfect like, I don't know how we're going to do this one classic like yeah. e- like Extra was in the preliminaries like uh, Arborek has been like yep. Muat has been for myself in base game and yep. probably in POK as well. Yeah. Um, 
it's I think it could be a, another good kind of classic SCPT thing. And there's seven of them, which means we would do about one a month. Yeah. So no matter what someone would feel about any of these other ideas, they would have their strategy guide fix. That chunky thing. Yeah. That chunky thing that they that they crave. And we know they crave it. Yeah, I, I think those are absolutely the ones to most approach. It's funny because you, you bring up the, the one I think the most about is the Argent Guide and the fact that I think the Argent Guide is fairly solid, except I don't know what the heck is going on with Argent. Like they had a killer sure. year and then they had a dumpster fire year. So if we do all seven, which I, it's feeling like we're definitely going to do, I'm calling Argent the last one. I want to see how this year's tournament goes and like see what see what the numbers have the numbers for argent leveled out are they just now in the middle or something like i want to see right. where this year's tournament go and i think that's true for a couple of these factions it's like i i think we called some shots recently too right with our our faction ranking nasroka we're calling like much higher than some people in the community are calling right and i think we have to sort of justify that i think we have to explain that again because i don't think our i don't think we'd listen to our old nasroka guide and then listen to our faction rankings and understand what the heck happened <laughs> basically yeah i mean i think we just saw a number i i think it's it's rather self-explanatory we saw a, a rather large number of i would say high profile yeah um nasroka victories even though Nasroka didn't necessarily perform super well in the tournament overall. Not yeah. that they did bad. I think they just, just did kind of average. Right. I think that when they won, it was clear that the way they were winning was specifically yeah. because of the way you're allowed well, to play that faction. Yeah. Hold on to that thought, Hunter, because at the end of today, I got some stories for you about yeah. tournament games this year that perfectly prove that point, <laughs> basically. Right. So. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that makes sense. But yeah. I just I just propose. I, how about this? Two. You get two two drafts back to back because that was that that was a lot that we just slayed. Sure, you you show. laid down seven right there. We've got seven. Four, we got fourteen episodes sort of spelled out now. I'll do a chunk. I've got some chunks of things I want to do. Yeah. Um. I think and I think I've proposed a version of this idea to you before, just like you and I t talking about ideas. But I I changed my thinking on it a little bit, and. I, I wonder how you'll feel about these, but I got three episodes to pitch to you together. They're, they're a grouping, okay. but I think that they are dense enough topics that they, they could be the major segment of an episode. If maybe not a, not a full hour and a half long conversation, but I think they could yeah. be the chunky bit of an episode. And that is a guide to round two, a guide to round three, and a guide to round four. I think our faction guides and things like that have always talked a lot about round one right we always talk yeah. at length about what strategy cards do you do in round one blah blah, blah. there's because that's like a clean everyone starts at home we we know like what goals need to be accomplished round one and the same is pretty much true for like round five and maybe even round four is a stretch right although the mm -hmm. the thing now that we're in tournament season again and you know we're like watching streams and seeing a lot of games I, I think all the time about that round three and round four slump and what you're doing in that slow mid game. And I think there can be interesting discussions around sort of trying to lay down a, a tighter framework for what a round two, a round three and a round four could slash should look like. This is a difficult process because there's so many variables that can happen, obviously, right? That's why we've never done this sort of a topic before, because it's like round three, I don't know, what are your objectives? What speaker order are you in? There's mm -hmm. a lot. But I think that's the challenge of it is talking about 
within that constraint, that difficulty of like it being quite nebulous, I think it's still helpful for players trying to get better to sort of have a, a direction in mind of what is it you're actually trying to accomplish in those rounds? What are the goals? You know, they're all in service of that round five victory or whatever, but like, what are you specifically doing in round two, in round three? And it's something I think I could benefit from because I think I fail to produce enough plastic in round two and three. Little things like that. Like, what what are the ways people are sort of building up their board presence? I want that kind of advice. I want the advice of like, when are you teching? Are you sometimes not teching in these rounds and under what conditions? I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of spitballing a bunch of different ways mm -hmm. we could go. But that's the sort of structure I think we could have within these separate conversations. And I think breaking it down by round for a whole episode uh, forces us to think very critically about that specific round and sort of define things in, in the way we've in recent years defined tempo and defined sort of the impact of speaker shenanigans and stuff like that it's hard for me to imagine what these episodes would be exactly yeah. uh which makes it tough i think for this discussion because sure. i'm not really sure in the abstract there's you know for round two there's like are you custodians player sure. or are you not yep and then for round three round four i can imagine some talk of like tempo versus speaker token position type stuff Right. But I'm a little bit afraid that I'm kind of coming up short here as far as like well, how much there is to break down in the abstract. Yeah. It's almost easier for me to imagine the from a faction perspective. Right. Like what your because there's six players, which means there's six positions, yeah. right? Right. At all times. And I think it's hard for me to just imagine a sort of episode that was kind of like, let's throw the faction out. Uh-huh. And just imagine the tempo in between. It's easier to talk about at the end, at the, at the beginning, right? Right, um, right. Because there's less, there's less factors. Um, I, I think maybe there's a way, maybe there's a way to incorporate this into faction guides. Right. Like, what if have a more? I, I think we've done so many faction guides. We, we've kind of even like when we start a new series of faction guides, we sort of go back to the old outline. And keep a good chunk of it and change some parts of it. Yeah. And I do that make think more sense. Yeah. I think the next set of guides really specifically needs to we need to look at our outline and, and maybe go back to basics and come up with a new approach to them that helps us spell out some of these sort of topics. So, yeah, I, I don't I, I agree. Cause, and even in writing that down, I was like, I think a couple of these ideas like within it being like specifically round two, round three, round four. I don't know that that's the best structure for the idea I'm trying to get across. If I were to whittle this down, I, I think you're right that I just want this sort of incorporated into super guides. But I, I think from a negotiating perspective, if we did one episode that is more just like a guide to mid game and just sort of like the like what a player is meant to do in what the mid game means, I think that right. would sort of fill that void that I'm talking about. I like that a lot better. Yeah. I like that a lot better. So yeah, if we condensed, if we basically threw the round two, round three, round four thing into segments for a one episode or uh, yeah, but then we do a guide that is specifically just about the mid game. I like yeah. that a lot because I think there's more to talk about it. If it's an episode about two, three and four, right? Well, because so many idea. things carry over, especially between three and four, right? Like you can't talk right. about round three as a specific thing because sometimes round 
three like easier like games end at the end of round four so it's impossible yeah I, I i think it's so nebulous but that's that's part of what i want to talk about which means broadening it to just the mid game is what's helpful right. is like we're talking about a big weird open period in the game that takes up like five of your seven hours of the game or right. whatever it's like, like most it, of the game really. most of the yeah. game is this and we're, we we so often kind of glaze over it of just like well and then you sort of do all the things you do in the mid game and anyways let's get on to what you do in the late game it's and, and i just feel like i want to i want to dig in deep and and that's what i want to do in my games coming up is like i want to sit and i think when i'm streaming i let my brain slip while commentating around three and what mm -hmm. i keep thinking about is like just in general i want to be a more on point commentator this year i want to really like be be in it the whole time and and be narrating events and all that sort of stuff we've had conversations of, on the discord quite a bit with just like any anybody around but part of that is this desire to like be a better evaluator of the mid game rather than treating it like well round three and four happen and then the important stuff happens in round five i want to i want to better evaluate the important stuff in round three and four yeah it's just that it, i mean the good stuff that you do in round three and round four pay off yeah but it's not known exactly that it will you know right. what i mean like right. you could have 16 trade goods on your in your trade good area in round four and then you know two in each color tech flips and yeah. now that's worth diddly squat yeah. or it could be wow they have that ready to go and now they're gonna win because of that like Absolutely. that so i as a commentator i think it's pretty difficult in round three and round four to just no, kind of predict where go. the game yeah, exactly. is gonna go and then right. tell what these mid-game decisions how they're gonna you know and out in a way that that actually works out for you so Absolutely. i don't know yeah yeah um, but yeah yeah i think that we could definitely do an episode about the mid game um and matt you get another that's another pitch then i do another one, another one but you know what i think now is a great chance to maybe take a quick little break and then we'll come back and we'll fill oh, absolutely. out the, the the back half of this season so we'll be right back Okay, hi, welcome back. Uh, all right, Hunter, I've got a, I got another pitch for you, and I want to continue down that thread I was thinking of earlier with my um, sort of component guide thing, my, my supplemental materials. Um, I want another uh, beginner-friendly guide, a very uh, and one that I think is actually the most important. This is the one I would say I care about. If we if we just tossed mm -hmm. out supplemental materials altogether, wouldn't care. If we if we end up with 31 and we want to drop something, that can go. But this one I will fight for, and it's because I see it brought up all the time on our Discord and other Discords, and it's something we have not addressed, I feel like in a in a cohesive structure in a really really long time, and that is like faction drafting, map building, a guide to game setup. I think we've even yeah. started to treat multi draft as like an assumed variable. And we did like a multi draft episode a while ago, but I think it's worth going back to the basics on a lot of this like drafting stuff. Another thing that is actually somewhat separate to this is a video I've wanted to do for a long time and, and intend to do kind of this year maybe is because I, I want to do a thing like a guide to map building. But I do mm -hmm. think that that would be atrocious audio <laughs> material. I need to right. be able to visualize maps. So that's like a whole separate project. But mm -hmm. I think topics of that project fit into the audio medium of just like, what are the various methods of map building these days? What are the good ones? What are the experimental ones? What's the fun things you can do? Yeah. And that goes for faction drafting too. All of that stuff. Uh, I want a, for, for a new 
group, like a imagine six players, none of which have ever played TI before, but they've read the rule book, they've watched the RTFM video, but right. they're also like, I want to make sure I have a good game. What's the best way to set things up? Because the rule book, as we all know, offers very little <laughs> uh, good material on like how to have a on, uh, what we would consider a great game of Twilight Imperium. So. Right. Right. Okay. I I I have a proposition for you. Okay. Because this seems to me kind of related to your guide to TI supplemental materials. What if we combined these topics into an episode that I would like to propose be called a guide to playing Twilight Imperium? <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing in air quotes. Like <laughs> It's not a guide to how to play. It's yeah, we've we've. It's a guide I love how to often... the act of playing, not the game itself. Not the game. Do not itself. get confused. Learn. No, no, no. Okay, here's what it is. Learn to enjoy Twilight Imperium guide. Learn to learn, play. We have learned to learn. We have learned to teach. We will not do a learn to play. Learned, okay. But we learn will, to enjoy. Learn to enjoy. Learn to set up Twilight Imperium. Yeah, <laughs> I like that because I feel like these topics could go together sure. into a bit a bigger cohesive whole. Mm -hmm. um, because I would say of the things that we have slated, the supplemental materials one is also the one that I have. I I just don't have a lot to say about supplemental materials. Sure. I play this game mostly online. So to me, yeah. it's like, well, but, but, but within that, how many supplemental materials got implemented into TTPG and TTS, but are right. in effect things we had to just make by hand when we yeah. played it in person more often. I, yeah. I, I think those things translate. And if anything, that can be part of what the episode is, is like, how do we translate the, the TTPG experience to real life to, to sort of be able to do those faster little things? Um, right. Yeah, I'm cool with combining that. It's it's the learn to set up TI. Learn learn yeah. to learn to start playing TI, whatever it whatever it gets called. All right. So I want to propose something. I want there to be something in this list of episodes that we do this season that is not a type of episode we've ever done before. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there is like sort of a thread that's been hanging something we tried to sort of start that we uh -huh. didn't really continue on which is this exploration of the history of twilight imperium yeah yeah um and the way that i would propose we go about doing this is i would like to play twilight imperium in 2023 i would like to play first edition i would like to play second edition yep. and i would like to sort of talk about what it feels like to play them now have an opportunity to clown on them even sure um and then also pursue an actual historical almost journalistic account yeah of what makes these two games special and what allowed us to even get to where we are today right. now this possibly would involve us interviewing someone that was mm -hmm. associated with the development obviously we've already talked to christian t peterson um Perhaps we could, you know, talk to him again specifically about one of the additions if he would be willing to come on the show uh, or just someone yep. in some sort of kind of special exploration, uh, because I feel like these two games are underexplored, but obviously very important right. to the existence of our show. Right. And I think it's something that it feels like an interesting time to look backwards in Twilight Imperium to right. me. Right. Well, because we, we've been living in the shadow of third edition for all of the time you and I have been playing Twilight Imperium. And yes. most people, even people that joined in TI fourth edition, they could look at third edition 
and see what's recognizable and be like, oh, I mean, I could play this. Right. I would just like mess up rules all the time because they're slightly different than they are in fourth edition. But when you look at first and second edition, you're like, what is this game? What are we right. even doing here? And yeah, so we in the past, we've done a stream where we played first edition. Uh, we played it online. I had a brand new baby and I was in charge of that baby that day. So that when the last time we approached first edition, there were no critical faculties that existed in my brain <laughs> to deal with that. Right. So I very much re would love to revisit it. Um, and I think combining the two of them is important, too, because I actually I think all of the weight is actually in second edition. Second edition came out very fast after first edition. When you look at the grand scheme of all of Twilight Imperium, which, hey, mm -hmm. this is the first episode in the non-25th anniversary year. <laughs> I guess that's over now. We did we finished 25th anniversary of TI. Right. But right. those first, like, three years, the first two editions came out. So the biggest thing is you and I have never really looked in depth at second edition, and I think that's, like, the thing to look at. Because second edition is really just a refinement of all the ideas of okay. first edition yeah, to make yeah, a yeah. properly good idea. So I think doing both, tackling both at once is pretty important. It's hilarious too because I wrote down the same idea. Uh, I, I have this exact same thing in my draft. Okay, well wait. So you're proposing we do it as one episode. No. That we do TI1. Okay, good, good. I was like, uh, I, I think a, a series of history. What I wrote down, here's what, I'll just say what I wrote down. Yeah, yeah. I wrote down because we've already done first edition in the past, but again, I think I think it deserves revisiting. We and we didn't really cover it, Matt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we barely exactly. played it. Like, I, yeah. I, I agree. That's, that, that is what I'm saying, is I, I my brain wasn't even turned on. I was new dad uh, zone. So uh, what I wrote new, down... New dad zone, frankly. <laughs> I'll never like, get out. Uh, I, what, I, what I wrote down was a TI second edition episode, a TI third edition episode, and a revisiting base game episode. Those were things I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. I, I, for a while, wanted to do a game where we now go back to base game with all the things we've learned since POK and yeah, see how, just how weird base game feels at this point. I think that's less important than like this other historical stuff you're talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I have like in the past done some of the work of like digging in research on first and second edition. Like I already have a handful of notes about this stuff and it would be great right. to like make that a focus for a while. So uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if it needs to be a, a first edition episode and then a second edition episode, or if it's, it's both of those together as something I, I, Again, I really do think it might surprise people to see how uh, how almost identical the two games are, first and second yeah, edition, and very, how very literally close. second edition is just cleaner. It's just better. But I mean, hey, that's the adventure you and I go down is we do first edition. We go, God, this is clunky as all get out. And then we do second edition. We're like, oh, I see why this is like a deeply, deeply beloved game or whatever. Well, okay. So given that, how, how many how many episodes like let's say in this grip of of 20 how many episodes would you want to devote to twilight imperium history because i i was a little bit ambitious in my outline and i yeah. said four i think episodes. that's a lot yeah that's a lot especially in terms of something that is like deserving of like research like it, this is a research yeah. topic you know what i mean right. so i have a proposition we pick either first or second edition i don't really care which and in, in fact i think Maybe it actually should be first edition since it's worse, um, sure. because I think it might be more interesting chronologically. Right. We pick one of those two editions. Then we do two episodes. One of them plays out like this. We played it, and we review it just as a game to sure. play right now. Right. Um, and we talk about it. It, it. It's very much a me and you episode, talking yeah. about our experience with Twilight Imperium versus what this uh, edition is. 
And then the second episode in, in this little micro series yep. would be all the story of it. Yes. All of just interviews. As a, a little, journalistic a little, NPR yeah. broadcast of yeah. the history of TI First Edition. A minor documentary episode yeah. of the First Edition. I love um, it. I think would be pretty cool. Um, and honestly, it's something I wish we had done for Third Edition. But honestly... The thing about third edition is there is a lot of coverage on third edition in the Space Lions documentary that Shut Up and Sit Down did. Right. That it's tough to maybe hunt down new nuggets on right. the development of that well, game. I mean, I will say my fear is that that's partially true of first. I mean, I, I, I've seen a number of interviews with CTP and he tells a no, uh, quite a bit of the same stories uh, about like, right. first edition development. So, yeah, the, the goal of digging even deeper on that stuff is is I think bolder than we're even thinking about right now. The idea of like getting new stuff on that is is something that intrigues me a lot. And and I think you could do the same for third edition, but trying to rush it would mean we just get the same sound bites that have kind of already been put out there before. Right. Whereas treating this act like a look, this is a long term project. Let's like really dig into first edition for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think that's deeply more interesting as a final output. The the end right. result episode is so much uh, more important to me if that's something we're able to, uh, you know, accomplish. Yeah, I would like to try and add something new to that conversation would be kind of the goal yeah. of a, a Twilight Imperium first edition history yeah. podcast. So we'll see if we're able to achieve that. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. I think that's fun to have in there. Right. We are now at 17 episodes. Yes. So we right. got three more for this three more 20. For TI and stuff. We're, we're talking yeah. about 10 after that, and, and maybe it'll get s scaled down. I don't know. Well, okay, let's have an open dialogue. This is not a proposal per se, but like I said, I had sort of a third edition thing floating there and a revisiting base game thing. I think we could probably shelve the third edition for a continuation of this project, but we have plotted the course of fourth edition development because this show has existed since that was a thing. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I wonder, Hunter, just in general, do you have an interest in sort of a revisiting base game sort of project that is, like, way lower key than this historical project? I think that... I think that that would be something that m maybe makes more sense to build up to. I'm afraid that would be a little bit yeah. too similar Ahead. to going... Like, I... If we go backwards, I think it's cool to go backwards to the first edition and then maybe next season we do a second edition. Yeah. And then maybe maybe the season after that we do a third edition playthrough. And by that time, right. it's gonna be a forever since base game. Totally. Uh so I I I feel like maybe we put off we put that one off um and then see where we get to in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, well here's my other proposal and um I sometimes I think know how you feel about these particular episodes, but we just played in our holiday spectacular. We played a seven player game mm -hmm. and you and I, even during that game, we kind of like had some asides with each other of just like, Oh, th this part felt different. Oh, and remember th this is like a, this mm -hmm. is trickier. And, um, we have in the past done a three player, four player, five player episode about some of the differences and yeah. I think for a long time, I've thought a seven player is like, well, that doesn't even actually seem that much different than six player and maybe not worth uh, an episode like that. But I don't know that I feel that way anymore. I think seven player is a pretty deeply interesting shakeup that is, uh, I don't know, something I quite enjoyed. I, I, I very much liked our seven player game more so than I like three, four and eight player. 
Um, so I would love to play a, a handful more seven player games and do a, do an episode about the kind of big differences, the sweeping differences uh, for a seven player game. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, real in the Holiday Spectacular, I realized something that I did not like about seven player that would be interesting, I think, to maybe put into mm-hmm. uh, that. Um, not to just continue the storyline that I'm a hater of all player counts besides six, <laughs> but they're, they're legitimately... Yeah, yeah. So, like, one thing that we talked about in the Holiday Spectacular episode that we did not really cover... Uh, that I think was a really big factor in something that you regarded very much as a mistake. I eventually regarded it as a mistake too, but I didn't know how it was going to play out at the time, yeah. was us swapping for support for the throne. A factor in mm-hmm. that in a seven-player game is that that's an odd player count. Yep. Meaning exactly. that those supports are going to fly. You do not want to wait. Yes. Um, obviously, the three-way support is always a possible thing, but it's wonky, it's weird. Yep. Sometimes people are more interested in just cutting someone out. Yeah. So you can't really like just sit around right. in a way that I like. I mean, I like in six player how it really kind of doesn't have to happen and then suddenly yeah. it does, right? right. Um, in seven player, it, I, I was thinking about support for the throne like round two. Absolutely. I was like, oh, okay. I, I was thinking be about it before. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I do not want to be cut out because I thought my odds of getting cut out were really high at they that were. table. Yeah. So I did not want that. Yeah. Um, and so I swapped with the only person I thought that would swap with me, and that was you, Matt. Yep. So that was the thing. <laughs> exactly. That, that, and that ended up being very important to the final outcome of the game in a way that, guess what? I don't really like. Yeah, um, sure. I don't really like it when support for the throne feels like, even if it's me winning, yeah. which I'm going to just play to win, but I don't like that that was such a big factor yeah. in the outcome. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm down to do a seven-player game uh, episode. I'm down to play more seven-player. Okay. Um, maybe even eventually we do an eight-player episode. But yeah, I think I think one episode on player count for the season does make sense. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What do you got? Okay. Uh, how many we got? We got. We need two more. We have eighteen. Um, I something we kind of have failed to address here is the idea of what's happening with the Galactic Council upcoming. And there's actually a number of assumed episodes that need to get thrown into this that sort of mess with our numbers in some interesting ways. Um, and I wonder if we should address that right now, because what we are, what we have discussed is the idea of doing some Galactic Council segments, but still doing some Galactic Council episodes. Right. Are you factoring Galactic Council episodes into your 20 TI or your... No. So that's the thing is we're at 18 and we have four Galactic Council episodes. So we're about to, we are already about to technically boil over. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Cutting sorry, no, 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 no. I, I have the Galactic Council episodes budgeted into my 10 off-topic episodes. That's what I was asking. Okay, yes. okay, 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 yeah. okay. So those so, are off-topics. Even if they're about TI, they are to-be-determined topics, basically. It's kind of the way for the audience to push back on us a little bit if they're just, like, uh, outraged by the idea of us talking about anything besides Twilight Imperium. <laughs> then it's like, okay, well, Galactic Council push for those to all just be right. TI episodes. Um, and then there'll be even less off-topic stuff. You okay. know, it's 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 however you want it to be. Yeah. Um, so what I have to propose, oh, uh, there's like kind of a boring one that I think we do need to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'll I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw my silly idea out and my idea that it actually needs to be. Actually, <laughs> I'll just reveal the three that I have left as far as ideas. Yeah. Um, right now, but I know which one of my ideas we actually have to include, and the other two will probably get axed. Um. Uh, my first idea that should probably get axed is I was actually thinking it might be fun to do a semifinals tournament five semifinals um, opening night. 
sort of ceremony huh. That's um, episode that I think could be silly and we could have um, semifinalists on as like guests. We obviously couldn't have everyone on, but we could kind of just like play around and, mm-hmm. and be a little goofy and just sort of be like the semifinals have officially begun, even though there's you know, not even a game. I, I'll already yet. take that idea from you and turn that into a segment. I think that's a Absolutely. thing that could sort of percolate over throughout the prelims is like as we accrue you know, like six semifinalists at a time. It's just like a little bit, because I, I think that's something yeah. you and I have craved for a long time is the idea that we would love for the semifinals to feel more elevated as a show. Yes. The finals are yes. this obvious benchmark for things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But like what has happened in previous years is like the prelims wear us out and then the semis are just like, here they are. Good night. Uh, woof, yeah. Woof. Yeah. Uh, and part of us making the prelims something that, you know, you and I don't stream for 13 weekends straight or 12 weekends straight or whatever is the opportunity for us to put more effort into building up the semifinals. So right. let's already add that to our segments list of love it. The, love the it. semifinalists introductions. Yeah. throw Get that in there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So um, the second thing that I had, and this was just because I literally put this in being like, this will be the episode I'm putting in so that it doesn't make it. And so I'll be okay with that. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah, to budget yeah. for like, I'm not you do getting a burner all idea. In. You have, you have yeah. your burner. <laughs> My burner idea is of course, um, the mech tournament, um, where we have all of the mechs of the various factions, uh, fight each other, um, in a game that uh-huh. where the rules we make up and sure. there's drafting and, um, hey, you know, I'm not discounting it. I'm going to write it down and let's see where we go. But I'm, I think I'm it gonna... maybe should just be a video. Cause the thing maybe. is they always yeah. make more sense as videos. It's they true. never really make sense as podcast audio. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's just a video idea. Um, but yeah, I do not think it should be included in this list. Um, <laughs> the thing I actually have that uh-huh. should, we should actually budget for, and this is more hopeful than anything. Uh, there should be a new codex. Uh, you go, oh, yeah. You'd and, hope, right? I wrote yeah, the same thing hope. down. I have, I have codex for question mark. <laughs> yeah, I think codex for should be something we budget the time for because yeah. I know when it happens, we're going to devote a whole week to talking about it, to mm-hmm. covering it. Um, hopefully, uh, Dane will just use all of our ideas. Right. And I, I we hope did you the noticed for him. I don't know what the we, deal is. We already did it. Right. Um, and if you notice, actually, this is kind of geniusly put together. The reason that it makes sense to redo all the POK factions is that if Dane uses our ideas, then the POK factions will actually all get an update. Right. Um, well, what's so going to stink n- is we're going to get through half of them, and then he'll release an update that'll update some POK factions, and then nah, we'll, we'll have to we'll midway through. <laughs> we'll force him. We'll force him to do it. Um, <laughs> and because we are him, we can kind of uh, you know make sure that happens. You notice we didn't... I don't think we proposed any Mahawk stuff. Maybe a chain, a light change to genetic recombination. I don't remember. We, yeah, we addressed that as a tech that needed to be changed. We definitely did, but I don't know that yeah. we did a whole lot to it. We can, we can cover it. We can cover it. We can figure it out. But yeah, so I think we should budget at least one for Codex yeah. 4. Um, but that's that's basically... Okay, well, that's, similar, that's similarly, what I had left was two more uh, lesser proposals. And it's funny because... Okay, here's what's happened in the past. Uh, so with a Codex 4 episode uh, would be this. If if we kept with tradition, here's what's happened. We've ah, done tradition. check-ins. We've checked, we've checked in with Dane. Dane has come on the show to sort of present to us the codices. That's, that's how it's happened in the past, as well as yes, some yes, FAQ yes, yes, updates. Yes. Yes. And that's always well and good. But the thing we've sort of um, complained about with Dane, the thing we've felt sad about with Dane is that we never have Dane 
on to just talk to Dane and like yep. have a good proper interview with Dane. It's always uh -huh. about the development of TI. Whereas like we had Corey Kaneska on and we talked about Corey Kaneska as a designer and we had Christian Peterson on and we talked to them as a designer. We've never done that with Dane. Like we've never just yeah, chilled dumb, with right? Dane. We've talked to Cole Worley like three or four times and we've never done a proper interview with Dane. You're right. So one of my ideas was uh, just a good, actual, nice time with our friend Dane uh, yeah. interview. How about uh, this? Let's yeah. write it down as just the Dane Beltrami episode. Right. With no plan. It doesn't right. have to be an interview. Right. It doesn't have to be anything. It's literally just... <laughs> It's we the third hit part of our history. So we do, okay, we do the history of TI first edition, and then we do a biography on Dane Beltrami, the well, life and times of... <laughs> I just have a feeling that maybe Dane, like, I, I might be projecting this, but I feel like maybe Dane, what Dane means is that he just wants to be on Hang the out. show. Sure. In the chillest capacity <laughs> yeah. capacity possible. Right. So he just uh, chills out with us while we do whatever. Well, I don't know. He already did that with... Uh, th there was a fireside chat with Root. Uh, oh, Dan. yeah. And I'll tell you, I don't know that you get much chiller than those two uh, doobie brothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, 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 yeah. We can have a yeah. mellow conversation with Dane if, if that is what he wants. I'll... I'll throw out my other idea because it's the last one I have before we get to more off-topic stuff. But my final idea, if we want to sandwich it into something else, was and it's it is it is the my lowest tier on my ladder. Mm -hmm. um, not to disparage the idea because it's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. It's a very fun thing, and it's just what about another rules quiz with Milty? Been a while, but you know that's, what? I'm already thinking segment. that's a segment, that's, baby. That's exactly, totally a segment, baby. Yeah. Like yeah. that's exactly why <laughs> we're doing this. Look at how many ideas we have in front of us, Matt. Yep. Isn't it so cool that we're making a production meeting, <laughs> content, and forcing the listeners to participate? <laughs> this is we are schemers. We are gremlins. You make a joke that this is a lifestyle brand, but I don't think people realize how true that is. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You are in meetings with us right now. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. we, really, we, we, we have a really big thing. Sure. We have a really big decision to make here, Yeah. Um, which is we have 10 episodes left for our budget. This is what we are budgeting for anything else that yeah. is not TI related. Right. Um, I'll give you my, here's my concept for these 10, uh, and then I want to hear what you've got as well. Sure. Four of these are going to be Galactic Council episodes. That's, we're not even going to decide all that right now. That's, yep. that's to be, that's TBD. Although also I do want to let people know that the Galactic Council is owed, uh, in my opinion, seven polls. Yep. What I'm taking away is the idea that they're all for episodes. Right. Um, I think three of those polls will be for segments. And in fact, we do have a segment to pitch you at the end of this episode. Yep. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, so four of those episodes are taken up by the Galactic Council. That would leave us with six and then we get to 30. I think six episodes of strategy guide-esque talk mm. about one board game. Okay. That's how I envision those six Ooh. being spent. Now, yeah. what, what do you got? Uh, so I, I thought much more abstractly because partially for me, I think the, ex the, the experiment we've been on is trying to figure out what we want that game to be. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think the current leader is Spirit Island and I yep. would be stoked if we did, you know, six episodes on Spirit Island. I think that would be very fun. Um, I'm leaving some room in though for 
continuing the journey of finding something that that yes. maybe something hits us closer to home. So one thing I wrote down is a learn to learn Spirit Island or like some sort of intro guide to Spirit Island. So a, so not a, like a faction guide for Spirit Island yet, but one of those like we need to have sort of a table setting introductory, you know, not a we just played it and here's what we think, but like a right. here's how to approach Spirit Island as a, mm-hmm. as an SCPT listener. I I think there's at the very least room and and a need to do that. I think we both really like Spirit Island and there's a thirst for us to do that game maybe or maybe you were thinking of a different game for the six episodes no it's it it is at the top of my list of possible games uh for us to write guides for yeah um i what i want i think i i understand the idea of like wanting to explore more Mm -hmm. um which i think we should do and that's why we should have segments where we talk about other games that we're playing and we should actually right yeah and exploring those other games uh and and kind of having those light takes as being like very small pieces of some of these other episodes that we've already drafted yep i like that idea but what i'm looking for is something this year to play a lot of that is not twilight imperium not to play a little bit of but to play a lot of yeah um, I agree. I, no, I agree with that. I, let me real quick before you kind of spell out the rest. Yeah, of yeah, stuff, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to throw my stuff onto the segment ideas list then, uh, because I I did have um, three specific games that I think are worthy of uh, putting at least a little bit of time into. You know, like at least two playthroughs of. I'm I'm making it a point this year to play some more Innis. I've played yeah. some Innis, and that game rules, and yes, I know it rules. It does rule? Yeah. Yes, it does. So Innis is one. Another one is a. Uh, Friend of the show, Lord of the Board, our dear, our cardboard liege, our wonderful friend, messaged me a long time ago about a game, and Lord of the Board was like, y'all have to play this. This is it. This is the thing. This is the Twilight Imperiums of Roots. This is the Dune of Roots, is I think what he actually sort of called it. He, 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 it was a Dune and Root alike, and it's a series I don't know much about, but there are a few games in the series, but uh, I have a copy the publisher was was nice enough to just send me a copy because they like us. And uh, this has happened a couple times for us in the past. But this is top of my list of games I would actually like to investigate. And it's a game called Circadian's Chaos Order. There's a few Circadian's yeah, yeah, yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Chaos Order is this specific one. But not only did it just look like a cool game and the people were really nice to send it to us, but Lord of the Board was like, I've been playing this. It's asymmetric as all get out and it rules. So that's like on, that's another game on my short list of things yeah. I'm playing like in the next six months or whatever. Yeah. Me likey. Me likey. Yeah. Um, uh, and okay. the, the, the last one, sorry, the last one yeah, is yeah, just our constant disgust. We got to get a content encounter. We have to do a cosmic ep- uh, segment. We have to. It's, re- it's yeah. required that we do a cosmic encounter thing at some point. Um, so right. I'm, We've been I'm willing that in, while. I know I'm willing that into being by saying it here today. Anyways, Hunter, go ahead. Okay. So I, I like, uh, I like a learn to learn. So starting, starting with a learn to learn and then doing a handful of, of specific breakdowns for a particular game. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about some alternatives to spirit Island, but I think spirit Island sort of has it in the bag, but there are some questions I have about spirit Island, but let's, let's put that off for a second. Sure. Um, we could do Rex, which is something that comes up over and over and mm-hmm. over. And I just wonder if there is yeah. any, I, I, you know, with Dune existing now, does yeah. Rex really have a point? I guess maybe it doesn't, but it is a Twilight. It was the first, you know, right, right. Twilight Imperium, but not Twilight Imperium uh, project out there. Yeah. My, I don't know. My thing with Rex is I, I do think 
having played both, I do think I like Rex more than Dune, especially the like yeah. the brand new edition of Dune. I like Rex more. My issue with doing uh, episodes about it are is the same issue I have with there's a very popular game in our community that people have said they really want us to do is Chaos in the Old World. Mm -hmm. um, both of which are completely out of print games, which is what right. makes me not really want to approach them because it's very strange to kind of go to our audience and be like, check out this new game. You can't get it anywhere, but you, you know, can't buy it. Check it out yeah. anyways. Yeah. So right. that is I, lo useless. I love Rex and I want to talk more about it, but I do think it fails that problem because it's been abandoned uh, by Fantasy Flight. Right. Yeah. Well, they should pick it up again. They, they should, should do another another edition. Actually, I don't think they maybe they can't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but OK, so Rex doesn't really make sense. The only other ideas I really had uh, have sort of already been covered. Um, I, I did write Ennis down oh, cool. uh, as one that we should do that. <laughs> it would just be funny if we were just like, we're just going to jump into just, it. We're uh, just doing it. We got good feelings. <laughs> but no, your approach is way more reasonable that we maybe just try to talk about it on the show for 15 minutes and then instead of. <laughs> You know, uh, just being like, we're going to spend hours and yeah, hours on it. Right. Um, the other things I had were Terraforming Mars, which I don't know that you have played that. I, have you played that I game? I have played it once, um, and it is a beloved game in our community. I cannot confidently say it, it hits me as hard. That's fair. Um, I, I would need to play it a few more times. I do think it's cool, but I don't know if I see the mechanisms of what I want to talk about strategically in that game. Yeah. I think it's a, I think here's my issue with it. It's a little bit mathy to me. Uh, yeah, and I don't, we're kind of dumb. Kinda, it's kind of dumb for me, and a sidereal confluence had the same issue of being pretty mathy, and a reason why I would fail to be able to present any information about it. So I, I think it falls in that same category. Yeah, I think we're too dumb for both games, <laughs> I think, actually, is a pretty good uh, reason. Um, the last thing I had, then, was Race for the Galaxy. Yes. Um, that's Which is that, old and beloved. It's old and beloved. It's on a short list of mine as well. My biggest issue with Race for the Galaxy, and it's not a big issue because I could get a hold of this, but you're the one who lives in a household with people thirsting to play the just mm -hmm. ever-loving mm -hmm. heck mm -hmm. out of mm -hmm. Race of the Galaxy. So that you would get the hours in lickety-split, and it would be quite tricky for me to, like, keep up with that yeah. um yeah. because i don't i don't have that household of people uh, that's fair playing it N not to say we shouldn't add it to the shortlist play some of it maybe that comes up very quickly uh yeah i i will make every attempt to play a bunch of it maybe even before we commit completely i mean we'll do it like we said we'll do a learn to learn spirit island but before we like commit to some sort of faction guides thing i do think basically i think innocent race for the galaxy need to be played before we like pot commit to yeah. a bunch of episodes so they yeah, are the last with that the last like five episodes here are essentially whatever we settle on like whatever we end up with <laughs> between all these games we're trying to check out we we dig deeper once we like really feel confident in that but at the very least we commit to like a learn to learn spirit island i i am actually convinced enough to say that we you know we should check these other games out over the next six months i have seen enough of spirit island yeah. to know that I would be willing to play it regularly over the you know first half of this coming year. So I am down to start mm -hmm. as if Spirit Island, the base game. Yeah. That's the thing about Spirit Island too, is right. there are, how many so, expansions? Uh, there's like there's like two major expansions. And yeah. There's like a bunch of smaller chunk. There's, there's little, you can get some factions from other places basically, but there's two right. big expansions. Right. I think that for me and you, our journey, because there actually is a, Spirit Island podcast already yeah. called Kindred Spirits, which you should check out. It's very good. Yeah. Um, I think that for me and you, maybe we should 
just do Spirit Island base game right. and not worry about the expansion so much yet. Yeah. I, uh, I think so. It's also just an easier way to onboard, even if, like, I'm sure the experts of Spirit Island will be like, well, you're really missing something if you don't include this mechanic from the expansion. I think that's absolutely true. But at the very least, from a faction perspective, there are eight factions. So I even could see some episodes with, with only having space for, like, a handful. Double header, sort of like we did with preliminary mm -hmm. guides, where it's like two mm -hmm. at once, especially from that standpoint of nowadays we know better that our first takes on a faction are not fully to be trusted so why right. why put an hour and a half of episode on you for a thing we're going to just rewrite later whereas we could split it into two solid chunks so i think four episodes worth of faction guides that gets us to 29 and you know we could probably find one more solid just like a wrap-up on spirit island yeah, you know something a, a, like a that, final yeah. a final guide to spirit island base game basically I think that sounds really good. I think that sounds like a season, like a year of, or not really a year, but it sounds like seven months of Space yeah. Cats, Peace Turtles to me. It does. Um, and I, I, we have been wanting to cut our teeth and try and apply our method to another game. Um, we hope that those of you that enjoy Spirit Island will kind of follow us onto those episodes. I hope you'll not be too put off by the idea that we're going to start slow instead of just going whole hog into the whole thing. Sure. Um, I think if if I, I would like to see reactions specifically to that, like yeah. if you and, and if you do, if, if, if you do feel like, oh, I don't think y'all would be approaching the game right if you're just doing base game. Tell us why. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm let us, totally let us willing to renegotiate that uh, aspect of it if it's just like a matter of like, you know, play with these mechanics from the base game. But I, I do think we'll more or less commit to like the base game factions, even if we're sprinkling in other stuff as well um, right mechanically right yeah okay that's a that's 30 that's that 30 that is a draft right there we did wow. it matt we have our this is what we're going to be doing with our lives through yeah. august the next task is just the thing where you and i behind closed doors come up with some sort of schedule that doesn't completely freak us out basically <laughs> yeah well, i look at yeah, seven you... super guides and the idea of like fully learning spirit island and i have a i have a little bit of a mini heart attack but i know it will be manageable i just see the two yeah. on a list next to each other and go huh so yeah <laughs> we'll yeah. figure that out it's gonna be a lot but i am i i am definitely excited to do it and i think it's uh i feel proud of this list like this yeah. is like this is a bunch of stuff that I'm really excited um, to do. Um, but for now, we should move away from this and transition into our next segment, which Absolutely. should be about our, this is kind of our, we got to do a little bit of, I mean, this is very much a business episode, but this next part is super business. Sure. Let's just talk about the Patreon updates for 2023. There's not a lot this year. Yeah. We actually feel like we have kind of dialed it in to where we're like, this is what we want this to be, but mm -hmm. there's still things to fill you in on. Um, so obviously we've sort of already covered the Galactic Council changes. Yep. Um, there will be four episodes for the Galactic Council. There will be one poll every month. Yep. Sometimes it will be for a segment. Sometimes it will be for, and it, when I say poll, I guess what I mean is like post, yep. um, because I'll go ahead and spoil what the, uh, what the segment is for this month. We're going to start it real simple. You can just ask us a question, right? Uh, we're going to make a thread in the Galactic Council, um, discord channel that only you'll be able to access as a galactic council member um and in that thread you can post any question either having to do with the show or having to do with whatever uh just kind of a, a mailbag segment yeah. we've been meaning to do for a while um and then we'll take the ones that we like the best and we will 
answer those questions right. um, in the thing. And I, I uh, want to clarify can, that just yeah, go in ahead. terms of like ideas. It can literally be anything. I mean, yeah. you, it doesn't even have anything to be you a want question per se. It can be just a topic suggestion. But my, my thinking is the reason it's it's just a segment. And sometimes, you know, we don't know yet like how these segments exactly are going to eke out. But like a segment could be like a good solid 30 minute chunk if if yeah. it goes hunter and i's like main thing is we sit down to record and we're like this will be like an hour and then we record for two and a half hours so absolutely i don't know how to stop myself from talking too much about something so you know you can even just like it's stuff that maybe doesn't specifically warrant a big episode but it's just like talk about whether or not mentac should give promise of protection to hakan or whatever like that mm -hmm. that would just be a great little pitch for hunter and i to sort of just bounce ideas off of each other in a in a lighter format that is not the entire basis of an episode i think we've had a lot of galactic council episode ideas in the past that hunter and i felt personally the two of us could not turn into a full episode right right just as a, as a thing it's like that seems hard to get more than an hour out of but they would be great for segments, and we want to get those ideas on the show. So yeah, this 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 new idea is where you you get those things in there. So amongst some of our other episodes, there might be even like elongated Galactic Council segments that are addressing um, at least for this first one up, uh, whatever you want it to be. Q and A us, throw topics at us. We'll just like pick something. We'll just do it a mailbag. Yeah, we'll just dip into the mailbag. Um, so yeah, you can post those in the. Um, in the thread underneath the Galactic Council thing, if you're on our Discord, if you're not on our Discord, you can um, just just comment your question on the Patreon post, yeah. and uh, we will take a look at it, and then we'll decide what to do. There will be a there will be a Patreon forum post that's just like here's where they go, and and that's that'll be the the spot you should. I don't know how, I never know how uh, patrons receive like information. Like, do y'all get an email like when we make a new post? I never know how that works. I don't know how people. Yeah, I don't really know how Patreon. that works either. Yeah, <laughs> I've never known because I don't. I yeah, I don't. I, I don't engage week to week like with other Patreons. Tell me, please, Errata, and let us know, Galactic Counselors, how you uh, receive oh. this information. I know. I I support uh, uh like two Patreons, and yes, you do get an email. I, oh, I don't know. You can maybe turn it off, but I I do get emails when, when they a post. New post. It's just, yeah, it, it's just that the Patreons I su subscribe to almost never post. Yeah, sure. um, basically, but I do. I did get uh, an email. Um, so Matt, tell us what's going to be going on with the Homebrewers Guild yes, in it, 2023. It is not changing uh, name. It is just the Homebrewers Guild still. Uh, but here's here's what we've uh, really really learned over the past two years of Homebrewers Guild is. We are trying our best to have a Twilight Imperium show about the things we talk about in Twilight Imperium and adding into that a the idea of a monthly stream about purely homebrew content has always been difficult and even to the extent where I don't do I fail completely, right? I, I think I did six homebrew streams last year. So that's right. one every other month is what I actually pulled off. And I don't want to do that to y'all. I think we had a lot of fun with those streams and I feel confident that, that that the Homebrewers Guild went well last year, but it wasn't as much as I want to be giving to that tier. Um so with this new show structure idea comes a new perfect opportunity. Uh, something Hunter and I did recently was the episode where it was just our home brewer review episode. I want to turn that into a segment now. Right. 
I want a new segment to be a sort of... So this is separate from the Galactic Council mailbag, but essentially the Homebrewers Guild now is a mailbag where you can submit your homebrew stuff, and Hunter and I will check it out, introduce it to the audience, let people hear it, bounce ideas off of it, and we can just get that homebrew scene talking to each other even more by sort of publicizing stuff. So you can hop on the Discord literally at any point, or you can post stuff to... I, I'll try to figure out how to make it make sense on the Patreon, but the Discord is going to be the cleanest way to just, like, get in on the homebrew conversations. Yep. Yep. But we're just going to have a regular segment. At the very least, it will be once a month, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do it more than that, especially for, like, small ideas. If you're just like, here's my relic. Like, okay, Hunter and I can do a 10-minute <laughs> reaction to a relic into any old episode, but we might also, like, here's my whole faction. Okay, that's, like, a bigger segment. We will do that, like, once a month kind of thing. Right, right. Um, there's already one, actually, Matt, that's in the Homebrew Guild that I am wanting for us to talk yeah. about next week that I would sure. like to tease right now, which is uh, a gar Garbosia redesign <laughs> that turns it into a giant trash planet. Um, stay tuned for yeah. that. We that will do be that. very fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next thing to talk about is the uh, Yinsterhood of the Traveling Vans, of course, which got it name its names its name changed to that last year. Guess what? Name still slaps. Not going to change it. <laughs> Don't care. Um, also, the rules of that one, basically the same. Yeah. Uh, they're uh, roughly once a month, although uh, it gets, always gets kind of rocky around the holidays. Um, I am actually going to post, as of recording today, to set up a game that will be happening in like two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so check that out. Please uh, please, you know, sign up for that. Um, I'm going to try and start playing more on Saturdays yeah. um, as opposed to my usual Sundays because I am trying to shift my weekend to be different. <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, that's really all you need to know, I guess, about the Yinsterhood uh, yeah. tier. The next tier uh, really doesn't get much change from year to year um, <laughs> except for... This is the tier. Okay, sorry. The, the, the $50 tier is... Mm -hmm. The true believers is what I want to first sort of categorize this sure, as. Sure, sure, sure. This is the tier that, well, first off, you get a pin. Every, when you when you are a, a member of the $50 tier within a specific year, you get that year's pin. And in the past, it was the Space Kitties, and then it was the Lil Peace Turtles, and then it was Mama's Lovely Larva. There's a baby right. thing. You're our children. Right. You're our little yep. ones that little we baby. nurture. Yep. Um, you don't, not much else honestly happens with that tier it's because you want to contribute that much there's a discord channel th that exists for that tier but it's honestly one of the lesser used i would love for more specific topics to happen in that channel i don't know what that looks like yet but uh we're sticking with the baby theme and we basically needed a new faction to babyfy to turn into our little ones uh so hunter what did we settle on yeah, so it was definitely going to be Arborek um, the whole time. We <laughs> it's definitely the year were of like, Arborek. It's got to be yeah. <laughs> uh, the year of Arborek. Um, so this year we will be calling uh, this tier the Teensy Sprouts. <laughs> Just the Teensy Sprouts. If you really want to, if you want to be formal, the Teensy Weensy Sprouts. Uh huh. There uh -huh. are little, our little saplings, our yep. tiny little, our little, our little plants that we leave yep. in the in the window. You know, their sun. Yep. They need the sunlight. That's how they eat. Photosynthesis. Yes. They have all become zombie. Plants. Yes. Um, and if you want to become a zombie plant, then you would join that tier. Um, pin updates. Uh, I am. Cur we're currently uh, getting a bunch of pins manufactured, actually, yeah. um, more than even just for this tier. Um, and uh, I don't know. It it takes time. I started working sure. on. I started working on pins for this year at the beginning of last month, and uh, we're still we're just kind of waiting around. We're still just kind of waiting around. Um, but we will have them. It will be exciting. 
Um, and you, of course, will be contacted by me more um, if you have been in this tier in the past. And that's, um, so that that's I can Lil you Peace pins. Turtle Pins and the Mama's Lovely Larva Pins. That's two oh, years yeah, worth yeah. of pins. We're, we're catching up and getting ahead of the 2022 uh, pins. So, yeah. 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 Then, then of course, and and I can't wait for y'all to see the artwork for the Mama's Lovely Larva pin. Oh my god, it's goodness. so good. It's so, it's so good. good. Uh, yeah. And and I look forward to whatever Sun Sanders comes up with for the Teensy Sprouts. Uh, yeah. In in months to come. It uh, okay. Be real good. Our last tier, of course, is the Weird Bears. Uh, no major changes, but Hunter, uh, any any Jersey updates for new Weird Bears? Yeah. Um. So basically, the shirt order is in at this point. Um, I, it's similar to the pins. I'm just waiting on getting them. Uh, once we get them, we have a patch that we have to attach to them. Yeah. Um, the design of the weird bear shirt is slightly different, which is sad. Yes. Um, however, the new design is, I think, I think we found a way to make it even cooler. Um, <laughs> in my personal opinion, yeah. um, what we lost was access to the font on the Jersey that the company that we've been using, does not provide that font for the yeah. weird bear front. So we had to find something as stupid right. as that font, which if you saw, if you've seen those shirts, you know that was kind of a little bit of a challenge. It is such um, a called shot that to assume any weird bear uh, is like in on the joke of how dumb those shirts are. I really hope, yeah. I, I really hope everyone is on the same page of how, like what's great about it is, and we've said this before, but what the best part about the weird bear jerseys is when you go to a convention or something, bam, there they are. You can see right. them from across the convention yep. center. Yep. There's that yep. bright pink shirt, just in all its glory, easy to find. When you when you go to like the Gen Con TI tournament, you you will find the weird bear without even any attention to detail. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's magnificent. Uh, yeah, so so look forward to that. Um, if, if you are in uh, the weird bear channel, uh, actually I've been meaning to send you what, it looks design. like and i'm realizing while we're recording this i never sent it um not to say that you get any feedback on it whatsoever <laughs> i designed it and it is perfect um so you you will like it and you will wear it i am um, sad to to lose a bit of that solidarity you know some of our newer weird bears yeah. won't have the exact same jerseys the old ones um so that that is unfortunate but at the very least your colors uh your, your colors don't run they will be the same yeah uh, so yeah. so no worries there but yeah they'll be they'll be mildly different designs so yeah there's your patreon updates um obviously if you want to uh become a member of our patreon you can find that information on our website uh you can also go to patreon.com slash space cats peace turtles uh and we would love it if you contribute to the show it it means a lot to us that people are uh, so willing to be a part of this community in such a significant manner that uh, s literally supports hunters and my lives. Uh, we 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 rely on your support to do this show and to feed our uh, families. So thank you very much to everyone who has supported so far and everyone who considers uh, supporting going forward. Um, and you feed my family too. I want want to make sure that you you are aware of that. Um, but yeah, that's it's 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 been such a crazy ride yeah uh and i just want everyone to know how much it means to me and how uh spectacular it is that uh, i was able to get this opportunity this is the best job i've ever had it's yeah. the best job i ever will pretty have it's pretty, I, it's pretty good i'd say i'd say it's pretty good it's better yeah. than uh working at a video game store just it, just doing that you know it's better than that right 
better than that. Absolutely. It's better, better than, than working better than at a delivery biscuit shop. Pizza. Yeah. 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 It's better than delivering pizza. Absolutely. Uh, it's, yeah, I would say following my dreams, my dumb, weird dreams is slightly, or wait, no, actually, maybe mm. hugely better. Yeah. Than delivering pizza for Pizza Hut. Um, yeah. yeah. Don't eat at Pizza Hut, by the way. Yeah. Let's let me just say that a little bit of industry secret <laughs> there, just kind of a little bit of a wink from behind the counter uh -huh. um, of twenty-year-old Hunter speaking to you right now. Don't eat at Pizza Hut. Um, we're not sponsored by Pizza Hut. We are, I would say, kind of anti-sponsored <laughs> by Pizza Hut. Um, I, I do a lot of New Year's resolutions. I change a lot of things about my life. Um, it becomes kind of a fun game for myself. And uh, one of the things that I changed years ago and that I've still held true to is that I have eaten my final slice of Pizza Hut pizza already yeah. Yeah. in my life. <laughs> that final moment has happened. Yeah. And it will not occur again. Congratulations. Till the I, end of my earthly days, yeah. I will not consume a Pizza Hut. <laughs> I want to thank our weird bears, Big Al Cappuccino, Squeamish Emu, Brassbird, Kalu, and Daryl, ignoring my PhD, Carnal, John, Necrodice Twice, Kindred Spirit, Alice, Lord Raddington, Emilshevsky, Sunfax, Absol, Ricky, M44, Rwise, Ryan, Salty McScrub, and Spirit Thing. And I would like to thank Mama's Love... Oh, whoa! Uh -uh. My notes! Uh -uh. I have to change them! I'd love to thank my Teensy Weensy Sprouts, Patience is a Virtue, Ethan CCC, Baldrick, Tautology is what it is, Frank G, Rekka, General Pith, my son is also named Bort, Uncle Batty, Savant, and Vince. Uh, the rest of this stuff was already your updates for Homebrewers Guild, so again, Homebrewers, get on the Discord, just start submitting stuff, and we'll pin things and keep tabs on stuff, and we'll do regular homebrew review segments. Uh, Galactic Council, very specifically, submit your... Oh, we didn't say this. Uh, we, we're, try I, I, we're trying to propose, oh, yeah, like, yeah. a name for this segment. I want everything... I want the whole show to be, like, actual... Like, and now for this segment that has a title and a name, the Homebrew right, right. Review, the Play of the Week, stuff like that. Uh... I think what Hunter pitched for the Galactic Council is the the mailbag is an agenda phase. It's the so submit your agendas for the agenda yeah. phase. That might be confusing. I'm not only asking for a, we don't want agendas, but we would like no. agendas for discussion. Your agendas yeah. that you would like to bring to the Galactic Council for Hunter and I as the speakers of your Galactic Council for us to actually the speaker of the Galactic Council is Planet Earth. Sorry, that's a very right. confusing. Yeah, you this is all up. getting wrapped up in too much terminology. But uh, right, right, give us agendas. It's a mailbag. Okay? It's a mailbag. <laughs> but it's a mailbag that we call the agenda phase. Okay, yes. we already have pre-errata yeah, which yeah. would have been great so we already have this but we're gonna rebrand and call it agenda phase now sure, but yeah sure. that's how it is uh, you can also this. rate this podcast on apple podcast and spotify and wherever else you listen to it and it gives us i don't know algorithm points give me more of them please yummy yummy uh and you can go to our website spacecatspeaceturtles.com for information about our patreon our discord and our merch and all of that stuff uh you can also send us uh, this Imperium Life Stories to SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles at gmail.com. But something else I should say is this Imperium Life and Play of the Week is very much going to be about stockpiling stories for an eventual, obviously not in the next 30 episodes. No, no. But uh, we are very much going to be stocking up on this Imperium Life Stories because what I would like to now present to you is what will be the Play of the Week segment for a while is we're going to recap uh, real quickly 
all of the tournament games that have happened so far this week, um, and or at least all the games I could get a hold of stories of. So the wonderful team of streamers that have been uh, uh, watching all your games and commentating over them, they are doing this amazing work uh, of also sending us a quick summary of that game, their write-up of the most important moments they feel happened in the game. Uh, this is sort of like last year's Stads qualifier report. Stads did not, uh, unfortunately, have time to dedicate to the qualifier report, but we wanted to make sure tournament stuff was getting into every episode. So you can expect this through the duration of the qualifiers and prelims, that we're going we're gonna to hit you up with updates on these stories. So we have a handful here. This, this episode is technically far from over, although I am going to read these relatively quickly. Uh, so I have, I, what I have is games one, two, three, four, and six. I do not have a story for game five yet. It, it, it ended late last night. So, uh, if you'll give us some, some leeway here, uh, we're, we're getting these stories as we can. So Hunter, would you like to hear about game number one of yeah, the qualifiers? Yeah, please, please tell me about game number one of the qualifiers. In game one of the qualifiers, we have Susan as Cabal and the Three Little Devils, Pizza JJ as Argent in Gravity's Blindside Miles. Uh, Miles for you, uh, f uh, popular streamer Miles. Hi, shout out uh, as Jolnar in No Country for Hope's End. What a sandwich as NRA in Vor Hollywood, or Thami as Nalu in Synecdoche, New Albion, and Thoth the Raven as Necro in Lerda for the Voyage Home. With Calera's going unpicked, an in, in interesting no pick there. Uh, the game proceeded to an attempted elimination in round two, an attempted elimination in the first game of the qualifiers in round two, with si Susan swapping ride or die supports with pizza jj that is uh, cabal and argent on their left and trying to take thoth's home system on his right winning the air but leaving forces and a dock blockaded on the ground so just barely leaving uh, soul alive susan then stellar converted necro's only other space dock and then losing yet another attempt on the ground of thoth's home system at the beginning of round three leaving thoth as necro with ships and a bit of a grudge in addition to their home planet thus failing to eliminate necro from the game i think i said soul just a few seconds ago but necro is the one on the on the on the uh ropes here miles and pizza jj made some friendly planet and space area swaps to ensure that they could score the initial control objectives corner the market and explore deep space at the end of round four pizza jj sent the speaker token all the way across the table to orthami with politics and promised not to sabotage a political stability in exchange for nalu's zero token dum oh. dum dum uh pizza jj miles what a sandwich and orthami were ahead in scoring going into round five around seven points with susan and thoth running a bit behind after their early combat uh though thoth did eventually regain the air over their home system with remarkable patience an unscorable public objective raise a fleet with fleet regulations in play that's hilarious oh God. that's rough <laughs> so that's that's have five ships in a system uh and then you can only have four fleet supply in any system. Yeah, so, via fleet regulations yeah. makes it so you can only have four in your fleet supply. So that's uh, impossible. Impossible. And a challenging two-pointer in Reclaim Ancient mon Monuments led to an open scuffle for control with What a Sandwich taking Orthami off the three attachment ejected and repelling an attempt on his home system by Miles. Meanwhile, time was ticking down during round five and Pizza JJ scored an action phase secret, then stalled and used his Argent Hero along with Lightwave Deflector and Gravity Drive to position himself near attachments using unexpected action to free up the fleet. With Susan returning his support to Pizza JJ after his ship was attacked, to access an attachment which was strong ride or die energy pizza sword from eight to ten on the zero for the win 
So wow. after someone else goes in for contention, Susan does end up giving the support for the throne to the Pizza JJ neighbor they had all game that allowed Susan to do some bloodthirsty uh, attempted eliminations. But as is so often the case, uh, the person next to all the eliminating business is the one who comes out ahead. And congratulations to Pizza JJ as Argent in Gravity's Blindside. Game number two was Kurt as Letnev and Lerda 4, Okami as Soul and Synecdoche, Crystal as Cabal in No Country, Webby as Sardak in Mordor, Bam Bam as Mahawked in The Devils, and Meanswell as Calera's in Gravity's Blindside. Unpicked was L1Z1X. In round one, Mahawked works deals with warfare and tech players to get themselves Cruiser 2 for a round one custodians, and a round one agenda phase had a very interesting sequence of events. Calera's was successful resolving their politics writer to go from last pick to first pick. Then, covert legislation was the second agenda with an elect player, so the players don't know what's coming up. Mahawked and Sardak work together, but then Calera's uses distinguished counselor to win the vote. However, Sardak used confounding legal text to earn the elect player which hunter that exact sequence happened in our uh holiday spectacular game we, we basically learned the same thing that confounding legal text overrides distinguished counselor which is uh hilarious it also overrides the uh, agenda is actually what happened in our game right so it's not distinguished counselor it's uh it's the agenda that allows you to automatically be elected yes. distinguished counselor is the action card that gives That's you five right. votes yeah yeah so regardless yeah. Uh, another confounding legal text to override uh, a massive amount of votes and worst of all is it was revealed to be imperial arbiter <laughs> was the agenda e. so massive power handed out uh, round two soul uses uprising on their first turn to target hopes end under control uh, cabal's control cabal offers a trade good to use it on someone else and soul refuses the deal this turns out to be a pivotal moment as it started a war between cabal and soul cabal pushes into star points system soul uses skilled retreat to move their ships to the now empty Akoan jail ear next to cabal's empty planets Cabal defeats Starpoint and the Soul Space Dock, blocking Soul's public objectives. Soul hits construction. Mahawk lifts the token on the retreated fleet to encourage violence, and then Cabal destroys that fleet as well. Everyone scores this round except for Soul. In round three, Cabal convinces Barony to take diplomacy to deny Soul what they needed to defend themselves. Mahawk convinces Soul to take construction by offering their agent, and then Cabal takes politics. Barony and Cabal Cabal attacks Soul from both sides, with Cabal taking Soul's home system. Soul is able to hang on to a single planet, New Albion. Calaris and Barony swap supports, leaving Cabal and Soul unmarried. Calaris then immediately steals two undefended, undefended planets from Barony. In round four, Cabal finishes the job and eliminates the Federation of Soul. In game two of the qualifiers, our wow. first elimination happens, beautiful, taking beautiful. taking New Albion on their first action. Meanwhile, Mahawk and Sardak spend most of the round trying to find attachments with Scanlink and are unhappy when they double up attachments on a couple planets. Mahawk unlocks the Cabal fleet at New Albion, then Cabal moves that fleet to the Beta Wormhole, then uses unexpected action to push that fleet into Atlas and deny an attachment from Mahakt. So Mahakt made all of this possible with an unlock, but doesn't know the unexpected action there. Gets instantly betrayed by the same Cabal, uh, and that allows Cabal to score the attachments for themselves. Meanwhile, Calaris makes a move to score an Imperial point on Mechatol Rex by playing in the Silence of Space, but the Barony player decides to sabotage it as possible revenge for Calaris stealing one of their planets. Uh, Calaris fails in their attempt at Mechatol, with the remaining ships that can reach. 
Finally, round five, Mahawked uses their mechs to protect their key systems. Barony and Cabal decide their best shot is to swap supports and try for the tiebreaker. Mahawked player is successful in stalling the table and moves a group of mechs and infantry to retake Atlas with an attachment. Mahawked finally pops leadership and uses their last few tokens to mount an attack on Arnor for their second attachment and the win. Barony plays Ghost Squad to move over another mech and infantry for the surprise defense of the planet. The game goes to a four-way tie at nine points with Mahawked, Sardak, Barony, and Cabal. There are four tiebreakers before we finally see a scorable one, three on the edge, and only Sardak and Cabal can score it. We go to the seventh tiebreaker before we finally hit an objective that only Cabal can score, spend three, 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 and the bugs cannot score. Cabal succeeds in the first elimination and also the first win on tiebreakers after the seventh tiebreaker. Wow, that's awesome. What <laughs> that a, is an what a beautiful, explosive game. <laughs> what a beautiful game. I'm glad we've already had an elimination. So you've heard it here, folks. You don't have to do any eliminations in this tournament. We've already got you covered. <laughs> well, and in game one had an almost elimination too. So the first two games of this tournament came out uh, just with all fists. Okay, game three. This game had Burner as Barony in Mordor, Rushing Russian as L1 in Synecdoche, Snowden as Soul in Three Little Devils, Butler Jeeves as NRA in Gravity's Blindside, Ham Knight as Argent in Vor Hollywood, and Green Plant as Muat in No Country for Hope's End. Starting off with Spend 8 Influence and 4 Structures, the lack of Warfare picked round one already got the game off to an, a weird start. When Control 4 of a Kind came out round 2, the crazy deals started, with Muat giving Barony a ceasefire for access to Arnor Lore, and Barony giving Sol their ceasefire and some trade goods to take two of their systems while giving up Archon Vale to Sol. Barony and Sol were across the board from each other. These deals showed the lengths that Barony, Burner, would go through to score, as they now had no infantry on any planets in their slice outside of their home system. Nazroka and Muat swapping supports finished off the round. Round 3, Muat with Imperial chose not to fleet logistics grabbing Mechatol into scoring to avoid heat and brought their Warsun back into their own slice while Barony and L1 swapped supports, leaving Argent and Sol to swap theirs. Round 4 led to Nazroka, Leadership stalling out most of the table, uh, stalling many scoring tempos and notable quotes from the round where Ham Knight, it's the point in the game where you got to start doing something mean, and Burners, it's, a, it's like God wanted me to have that sabotage. In round five, the objective structures on five planets outside of home came out, and the slaying started with L1 heroing next to Sol and taking their home system. Eventually, Muat had to break their support with Nazroka, who had both Junior and Construction, by Nova seeding Quan, which allowed Nazroka to promise Sol their support to help defend their system. Argent used uh, their hero into warfare to take out two more structures of Nazroka, officially slaying them. And with no one else able to get enough structures, we were stalled into round six, with an hour and a half left on the timer. Round seven seemed like a real possibility. Barony sold their soul, aka all of their money and promissory notes, to be elected during the agenda phase to be able to research fleet logistics. And with having got Imperial Arbiter earlier, they grabbed Imperial and looked like a win first action as rule distant lands came out. Argent was able to use their agent to defend against Barony, taking a planet next to home, and then Argent was able to take systems next to NRA and Muat, but with Warfare, uh, had to win on the 6th. Barony had one last gambit, and with a successful rift roll, seemed poised to win, but a PDS shot 
was just enough to stop it. That's when the commentators realized that Seoul, despite not controlling their home system, would be able to take it back and win with their hero. And Seoul, having been planning this for a while, built a large ground force army to begin the comeback. But Nasroka killed the fleet before it could move and positioned themselves to win, having overall played a beautiful game of staying back in their slice until the perfect moments to attack out. So that's a congratulations to Nasroka in Gravity's Blindside, Butler Jeeves. Yeah, nice. Game number four. We got two more, everyone. <laughs> How did Stads do this a million times last year? It's a, it's astounding. Okay. It's insane. Game number four. This game featured The Hunt as Barony of Letnev in Gravity's Blindside. Lodge Lopal as the Nazroka in Vor Hollywood. Coil Fang as the Empyrean in Lerda 4. Mr. Pink as the Emirates of Hakan in Synecdoche, New Albion. And Yosephus as the Mentak Coalition in No Country for Hope's End. And Aphilodon as the Ghost of Creus in Mordor. The unchosen slice was Three Little Devils. And the unplayed faction was Vulwraith Cabal. After a fairly friendly round one, Hakan took trade in round two. Mentak made peace with their Hakan neighbor, offering them promise of protection in exchange for a planet with a tech specialty to work towards scoring the three tech specialties objective. It was a sign of good friendship as this boat floaty table worked together to score objectives. But things changed in round three. At the start of the round, Barony offered to let the ghosts borrow both Lazar and Aranam, which had a green skip, to score three tech specialties for the price of three trade goods. But ghosts, who had taken leadership, did not take the deal. Realizing they would act first, they seized an empty Aranam and Mir. Revenge would be swift from Barony, who retook the planets and added insult to injury by subsequently kicking the ghosts out of malice. Mentak also worked their way into Creus territory, sniping Archon Vale from them to qualify for three tech specialties. The agenda phase was an eventful one. First, players were forced to lock down their home systems when shared research was voted down, but that was only the start of the insanity as mutiny came up as the second agenda. Empyrean and Hakan, realizing that an additional bonus point would bring too much heat onto them, skipped out on the fun, allowing Barony, Ghost, Mentak, and Nazroka to each pick up a point. Round 4 saw a mix of boat floating and point denial. The new objective was Intimidate the Council, and the Ghosts were able to use their IFF to place an alpha wormhole on Mechatol Rex, increasing the number of systems adjacent to Mechatol. But later in the round, Hakan realized that Empyrean was charging toward victory and knocked them off of an alpha wormhole, denying them Intimidate Council. With a massive home system fleet locked down from the agenda, there was no recourse for Empyrean, who had to pass without being able to score any public objectives. Meanwhile, Nasroka, who started the round with five points thanks to the mutiny point, and the Imperial Strategy card worked with Hakan to be able to score two publics. Hakan, perhaps not realizing the emerging threat of a Nasroka win, sold Mechatol Rex to the Alliance with one of their traveling sales mechs for five trade goods. This allowed Nasroka to score Intimidate Council and a Mechatol point, bringing them to seven points. After braving the Void to get to eight, Nasroka was rich with Relic Fragments and outstalled the rest of the table. They would eventually be the last to pass in round four, but before they called it a round, they turned their attention to finding the Tomb of Amphidia. Between the Crown of Amphidia Relic, the Nasroka Agent, and newly acquired Scanlink, Nasroka was able to explore the mech-laden planet of Vorhal a total of six oh times, God. finally turning up the tomb on the last try. In actuality, the Amphidia point would have gotten them to 11 points as Nasroka scored a secret and a public objective in the final Beautiful. status phase to reach 10 Beautiful. points to claim Nasroka's second victory in four qualifier games. And a reminder, they started that round at five points. A six-point potential swing from the Nasroka. Mm. Mm. 
Maybe Nasroka's good. I don't know. <laughs> Could be a thing, I guess. That's possible. It's possible. Game number six. The draft for the game resulted in Captain Bryant as Nalu, Schroeder as Necro, Stanley Tubrix as Argent, Abraham as Empyrean, Dr. Baba Ganoush as Muat, and Kaves as Winu, uh, with Sar left unpicked. That's right. The final pick is a Winu over Sar <laughs> in the draft. That's hilarious. Uh, in round one, Necro managed to buy Speaker from their neighbor Muat and use Warfare to position themselves to collect the Custodian's point. Winu didn't let the supernova between them and Mechatol keep them from their goal as a quick trip down the blue gave them Lazak's gate folding and enabled them to warp to take a necro-vacated Mechatol and lock it down with many structures from Reclamation. At this point, Winu were in sole possession of first place with three points and had their hero unlocked and were poised to run away with the game. However, their triumph was short-lived as Muat took a war sun and invaded Mechatol. With the infiltration action card, Muat converted the Winu space dock and two PDS to their own and were able to score the four structures and their four PDS Ooh. secret. Not Ooh. only that, but the timing of infiltrate allowed them to build a second war sun right there at the heart of the galaxy. <laughs> Nalu also scored a third point with an action phase secret, but were pruned by a few small skirmishes with the necrovirus. Due to the mid-game preemptive wind slaying heading into round five, everyone had a shot to win. That's going into round five. Everyone has a shot. Uh, the critical point I've, I've typed out of this is that Muat had to have Imperial and managed to get Imperial, even though they were like third pick or something. So every single player can win in this round five. The two-point objective was control distant lands, so it was anybody's game with plastic and everyone at the relatively peaceful table had plastic. A long round five, complete with a necro leadership stall, dragged on as plastic dwindled. It was down to Muwat, Necro, and Winu. Muwat had the win on the eight locked down due to having not one, but two opponents' home systems sitting underneath their war sons. But Winu's tenacity and fortunate explorations kept them from passing, and Necro was running out of stalls for leadership. At last, Muat was forced to pass. Winu bought Blood Pact for 10 trade goods to survive, and Necro was forced to play leadership, giving Winu one last shot. But... Coup d'etat was played, stalling Necro another turn. <laughs> Winu was helpless but to pass, and Necro finally played leadership, but no one else was left to play. Earlier in the round, they tried to slay Muat and failed, but after Imperial was popped, it was unknown whether or not Necro could score their secret. After leadership was played, Necro revealed that their new secret was Prove Endurance and claimed the first victory for a non-prophecy of King... Uh, King's faction in the tournament. So game six before we saw a base game faction win. Congratulations to Schroeder as Necro. Schroeder. Yeah, Schroeder's back, back too. This is this is like one of three or four uh, second or third wins. Uh, Schroeder joins the three wins club, actually. That's a big, right. that's, a, that's a small club. <laughs> the three wins club. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, many of our other players scored their second win, some of which uh, scored uh, a win in the qualifiers last year. So there wow. you go. There's five games of the tournament. That was a bit longer than I expected, but hey, all good games so far. Not just good games. Like this year's qualifiers, Hunter, are coming out swinging. It is terrifying how hard mm -hmm. these hit games are hitting. Yeah, well, people love this, so they're they're in it, they're in it to win it, um, and they want to go all the way, and and it's really cool. And I've always said the qualifiers are really cool, yeah. um, which is why I had to pass on them this year and just go straight to the prelims. Um, and it wasn't hard; I just had to get up it's on a day easy. where I was already awake, and uh, mm -hmm. then just click on the thing. Uh, so if you want to be a prelims guy like me, then next year you know what to do. Um, just do what I did. I'm gonna be, you know what? 
at some point at the end of my experience of going through this tournament, mm. I'm going to want to do an episode that is a guide to the tournament um, because <laughs> I'll actually know what it feels sure. like. Uh, so you, so anyways, you wake up and then months later, you play one game of Twilight Imperium that decides your fate. You lose and yeah. you feel bad about yourself. That is my guide to yeah, the tournament. Yeah. It'll be a quick segment uh, that we can do in a random episode. <laughs> All right. Well, we did it. Uh, and I'm very excited for next week to properly kick off a lot of these ideas hunter yep. so uh yep. we'll see it's we'll see really everyone cool. then yeah hey matt by the way um we have to schedule the rest of the month yeah, um so like great. we just did this we just did this we, we didn't we really include the to. part where <laughs> so like just so you know we did two hours of yeah. production meeting um but we uh we need to have a quick production do... meeting is what you're saying we just need to have like we need to have a quick meeting <laughs> after this episode do you want to record is... it i mean just like what if we just like recorded it <laughs> I'm going to insist we not. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum.